is Raph. I am playing Grinna, a barbarian human, uh, running from his past as an ex-soldier, now turned mercenary. Hey everyone, I'm, I'm Jared. I, um, I'm playing the character of Luther. Uh, he's a Dampier. Uh, he is a fighter that specializes in firearms, a bit of an investigator, and I am the great, great, great uncle of uh, Grinna. Hi, I'm Jacob. I'm playing Tithla, the Goblin Ranger. Uh, she is a wonderful hunter and medical genius. Hi, I'm Haz. I'm playing uh, Theodore Ursa, the satyr druid, who's a kind of a, a charismatic druid who's unwillingly taken Tithla un- under his under his wing as she's followed him through the, the forest for the past few months. G'day, I'm Tom. I'm playing Jonal, the Asimir wizard. Um, he is on the pursuit of good and evil, uh, finding out the best and worst in this world, and he's doing that with a little bit of naivety and optimism. And I'm Owen, the dungeon master of our Curse of Stride campaign. Hello! Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Lost Archives. Thank you for joining us for our Curse of Stride campaign. We're all excited, raring and ready to go for episode two. Um, So, yeah, thank you, everybody, who's been watching episode uh, zero, the session zero and episode one on YouTube. Um, Massively, massively um, grateful for all your support, checking those out. Thank you so much. Um, Obviously, we're we're big fans of you coming and checking us out out live, but I understand that um, Australian time is not conducive to the entire world. So if you are listening to us recorded or on YouTube, thanks so much. We really appreciate it. Um, Now, for those of you, I'll I'll get this one out of the way nice and quickly. For those of you who are listening, you probably can hear my voice sounds a little bit rough. I've been pretty sick the last sort of four or five days or so. I'm mostly better today. I do find that when I talk for long periods of time, my voice starts to fail on me, uh, which might be a problem because I am now about to talk for almost a solid two hours in different character voices. So uh, bear with me if my voice starts to fail. I'll do my best to get through as much of the stream as possible. Um, But uh, if if some of the voices aren't up to their normal uh, high quality... (laughs) tonight i apologize in advance for that um i i'm I'm mostly better so i just wanted to i've drunk lots of lemon and honey i'm now drinking a beer because everyone knows beer makes you feel better so hopefully that's i'm I'm ready to go after that um exactly just smash one out um that's i think that was all the announcements i've got to make with the whole cast here tonight so we've got no no apologies no one missing um has anyone else got any fun news to share from the week? Any fun, any fun D and D stories? Maybe if you've got a fun RPG story that you want to share, I do like to to start the session with a, a little fun D and D story. No, I wasn't ready for this level of improv and spontaneity. My apologies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, I you, I should have given you more warning about a live D and D stream about how much spontaneity would be required from you. You're right. That's on me. Um, well, I can I can share a fun little D and D story. This is a, this is a problematic player story. Uh, so this is when I first started dungeon mastering in Melbourne about five years ago. I think this might have been before I met you, Jared. So I'd only played like yeah, three or four sessions of D and D, and I just started to do dungeon mastering. It was my second time ever dungeon mastering, and like the absolute masochist I am, it was an entirely homebrew world, an entirely homebrew adventure for my very first time dungeon mastering, uh, and I only knew two of the players, and it was at this. Um, Japanese restaurant, the top floor was converted into a games room for D&D and RPGs every, I think it was Tuesday night or Monday night. And you got cheap Japanese food. So absolute win-win for everybody. Um, and this person, their character constantly would seek coffee. And it was a fantasy world. And I at no point expressed that coffee was a thing. And so every time they met an NPC, they would genuinely ask them whether or not they had coffee on them. And I got to the point where I was like, 
like I know you've got this as kind of like a character quirk, but if it's the only thing you ever do, it's not a quirk. It's now your entire character is now this obsession with coffee. And so I tried to throw them a bone with this thing about this halfling brew. Bad fucking idea. They derailed the entire campaign and then got themselves killed trying to get to this halfling brew, which I just kind of threw them a bit of a bone for. Um, and they ended up like attacking another party member and the party just turned on them and killed them. Um, I think that was the players out, outing their frustration le- le- more than the characters uh, in that situation. But um, I learned a valuable lesson about uh, about D&D, which is uh, run a session zero and get to know your people and uh, explain your expectations before you start a session. Uh, I learned a very valuable lesson that night. So, yeah, that's my, that's my fun story. Uh, alrighty, let's do a quick recap. Get us all into the mood for Curse of Strahd, and then we will jump straight back in. <clears throat> My voice is already failing. This isn't good. We're not even like 10 minutes in. The Tempest Adventuring Guild, a name now legendary across the world of Nostea, has just recruited some new members for a specialized team. Jonor the Wizard, Teethla the Ranger, Luther the Fighter, Grinna the Barbarian, and Theodore the Druid have all signed on with the guild to investigate a puzzling mystery. The long-ruined town of Dowerbridge is now the site of several disappearances, including two full adventuring parties. After speaking with Delgan, a member of one of the vanished groups who managed to escape a similar fate, the party have learned of a manor house appearing out of the mists only at night in the centre of the town. Taking horse and cart to the ruins of Dowerbridge, the team began to investigate, but with the light failing fast and night approaching, they were able to gather few concrete clues as to the whereabouts of the missing adventurers. With nightfall came the wisps of mist, rising as if from the ground itself, mist that Jonah was able to identify as being magical in origin. Appearing suddenly within an empty space, a three-story manor house manifested in amongst the mist, warm yellow lights spilling from the windows like a lighthouse across a dark sea. As the mists grew ever higher, fear began to grow in the minds of some of the party, and soon Theodore and Jonor found themselves sprinting to the manor to shelter from the mists. Inside, they collapsed into two plush leather sofas in front of a crackling fire, enjoying a nice glass of red wine decanted and ready on a side table. Meanwhile, Teethler, Grinner, and Luther struggled to create a safe space outside the ruined tavern before eventually abandoning their makeshift outpost and entering the manor as well. We left off last session as Grinner runs back toward the front door, seeing only a blank wall and the frayed ends of a rope that he had used to try and keep the pathway to the outside world open. Grinner, as you move back into this entrance hall, the door is gone. It is just a blank wall and the frayed ends of a rope, still smoking slightly, um, sit right at the edge of where the wall is, up against the wall where the doorway once had been. Um, There is no longer any way out of this front door. It is gone. It is gone. As my voice drops another octave. (laughs) Sorry. You just went full, like, Emperor from Star Wars for a second there. Yeah, I did. Um, we can't hear you, by the way, Raph, just so you know. Your mic has suddenly just stopped working. I poked the uh, mute button. That'll, That'll do it. That'll do uh, it. <laughs> I'm going to just slow blink um, and shake my head and walk up to the end of the rope and just kind of pick it up. And you said it's still smoking slightly? It's still smoking slightly. And as you look at it, the ends are frayed and cut as if... It had been exposed to some extreme energy or heat, but there's no burning and no melting, just these thin wisps of smoke coming off the end of this frayed rope. Can I sniff it? Does it smell like what burning rope smells yeah. like? Yeah. Um, as you sniff it, it's got a very um, acrid sort of smell, almost like ozone. Hmm. 
I just drop it and shake my head again and come back into the room where everyone else is. Uh, we've got a problem. Tell you what, while I you walk back in... <laughs> I think we fucked up. While you walk back in, why don't I describe the room again just so that you can get it fresh in your minds. You can see an oak-panelled room that looks almost like a hunter's den laid out. Mounted above the fireplace is a stag's head positioned around the outskirts of the room of those three stuffed wolves that I talked about. Sort of sitting, mouths open, panting, almost like... Um, actually, I would say they look more like wolf hounds than wolves. Um, two padded chairs draped in animal furs face the hearth, and that's what Theodore and Jonah are currently sitting in. And there's an oak table between them that has the decanted cask of wine, the two um, goblets, although they've now filled the goblets and are drinking from them. Um, there's also a pipe rack sitting there as well, and then hanging above uh, a candelabrum. And you can see there's also a chandelier hanging above the cloth-covered table that's surrounded by four chairs over near where Luther is standing by the window. Uh, you can also see there's two cabinets standing against the walls, one against the uh, the eastern wall and one against the northern wall. Two very intricately ornately made cabinets. Uh, they look to be made of some very rich, almost like a stained oak, a very beautiful, uh, rich colour. Um, they look very beautiful. Are the windows still there? The windows are still there. I'm going to run over to the windows and look out. Yeah, as you look out, you see swirling mist peering through the windows. The, the mist almost breaks against the windows like a wave crashing against the shore, swirling around and filling up the space so that now all you can see outside the windows are these swirling tendrils of white mist. Um, for Theodore and Jonor, even though you're now starting to calm down a bit, if you happen to glance towards the windows... Some of those swirls almost look like hands reaching towards the panes of glass. You can almost imagine it in your eyes, in your mind, sorry. Imagine it in your mind, these hands of mist reaching and clawing down and dissipating into nothing against the window. Shudder and rapidly turn back to my drink. Yes, <laughs> very fair. Yeah, yeah, he's going to grab his drink and just sit on the couch and divert it away from the outside. Luther, the second that the, the mansion shuddered, and Grinner ran back to the door and swore. Um, you see movement coming from near the front door because you had seen, you could sort of vaguely see where this rope was. You see vague movement as if something is being pulled away rapidly um, into the mist and the mist sort of swirls and follows it for a few seconds. Okay. That's cool. Did it look like a figure or anything like that or? Not so much a figure that you saw. Do you want to make me a perception check and we'll see how much you were able okay. to see? I'd say perception or investigation, your choice. Because you were you were specifically standing at the window trying to look out. So let's let's see what 17. you can see. 17. No, that's pretty good. No figure. What you saw was the rope suddenly and rapidly moving away, being as if as if pulled with immense force. Or or maybe under tension had okay. snapped and has But as you look out now, okay. Luther, you can't even see the ground. The mist is so thick. So it's basically just mist. It's just mist. These swirling tendrils and spirals of this white mist. Condensation clinging to the rims of the window and the panes of glass uh, where the mist is coalescing. Are these windows that can be opened? No, none of these have latches or hooks. They're just panes of glass set into a wrought iron uh, window pane. And from memory... There was like a, because Grinner threw a rock through one. And there was a section that had broken. Stayed. You watched that before. Seal back yeah. up again. Yeah, just before the house shuttered. 
glass still there on the ground underneath the table? Oh. Is there is there glass still there? Shattered glass, yeah. Yes, it is, Jonor. Yes, it is. Has All it right. like fused back together, or it's still in its little shards? Just a little heap of of shattered glass. But that sounds like we can make infinite glass here. That sounds like a fantastic <laughs> business proposition. <laughs> There you well, go. no, because if we were to break it, it'd be going outside and we can't go and get it and then it would fix back up. So the glass would be outside. Yeah, fab. The, right, new, new business plan. The front door's gone. Uh, I don't know. I feel like we should be more concerned about that than we are. The, the front fucking door is missing. Where, like where it wasn't it go? There. But I don't fucking know, Teeth. Like, <laughs> it's like it's just a bricked up fucking wall now. <laughs> So is there a hole where the door was or the door, like, there's no doorway? I'm just going to pick Tithla up <laughs> and take her out and Whee! just... <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to follow along as well. Yeah, why not? Uh, where is Grinner? I Leaving the glass. Leaving the glass? The goblet. The yeah, goblet, fair. Yeah. Um, I brought mine. Yeah, as, as you as you guys all walk around to the front, so you, you pass through the the open stairway, the wide hall, um, with the sweeping red marble staircase, and as you walk through the doors towards the south and begin looking towards the the entrance hall, um, you guys look like you're lost. Do you want me to just move you there? There you go, guys. Uh, yeah, I uh, yeah, can't see that at all. Sorry. There you go. Um, what I might do to make life easy is because you, you're leaving these doors open at this point, I'm assuming, I will, yeah, any doors fine. that you've left yeah. open, I'll, I'll move off so that you can you can see. Um, yeah, I didn't know there was there's, a door. there's no wall. Uh, there's no door anymore. There is just a solid brick wall, as if a, as if no door had ever been there before. Um, I put my hand on it and try to inspect it for any imperfections. Clearly, something magical going on there. So any arcana, like mm. yeah, um, Jonah, that is going to be an arcana check. It sounds like. Um, can I give him the help action? Yes. And I'll and like I'll be like getting my magnifier glass out, looking at things, like noticing little etching, little markings, and pointing them yeah, out nice. to him to explain yeah. why it's I'm helping him. Eleven and twenty-one because it's with help. We'll take the twenty-one. Oh, Jonah, so twenty-one. Good. I'm so happy I said that before, just before he rolled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jonah, as you look, this wall was made around the same time as the rest of the manor. It's it matches the rest of the the bricks. This hasn't suddenly been teleported in. There's no residual traces of magic. In fact, this just looks like a normal brick wall, as if there was never any door here. And as you Doesn't look over it and Luther begins looking start looking at stuff, there's no residual traces of magic. If anything, Jonah, with a 21, you get the sense that what you walked through to get in here was something magical. That has now gone and reverted back to its original state. Ah, mm. uh, okay, guys. Uh, what has happened? Ah, uh, we there was never a door here to, just to begin with. We've gone. What we walked through wasn't never here. It was a portal door, and now the portal door <clears> is <throat> gone, and we've just got the bricks remaining. Is that does that does that make sense? So no, um, like a so, normal fucking door. Uh, and yeah, houses usually have doors. Is that not the standard way that houses operate, Mister Jonah, with your academics and and smarts? <laughs> Yeah, well, you, have um, you ever been in a house with no door? Usually they do have doors, so you get a fair point. But I think this house is kind of magical. There's something unusual going on, so it makes sense that there's a portal door. So, what we're basically door. saying is that uh, 
this is a trap. Pretty much. Well, given that we're not the first ones to fall victim to this, I think you might be onto something there, Lufa. <sighs> I would like to raise to the group that we've heard of other groups that have come this way and never left again. And now we're that group. Yep. It's all right. We, we, we knew we'd be coming here and doing this. This is... um. This is Did not know I'd be trapped here, though. Did not know that I'm running back into the other room and I'm going to try and throw a chair through one of the windows. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant, Grinner. As you as you move oh. back towards the other room and as you as you look into the room, the wolves have moved position. The stuffed wolves. There is now one sitting right at the doorway, and the other two have moved towards the open door. Bifla, like is this that. a prank you're playing? Ow, what? Let me it, come in. What are you? What are you talking about? Is this the Albers all over again? <laughs> we, had a, we had a long discussion about this. No more pretending to be animals. You know what? You're not in a position to lecture at the moment. I'm scared. What well, you said we were going to stick together, and now here we are stuck in some weird house that you ran off into. Yes, and it had lovely wine that we are now running out of, which I think we should all be more concerned about. But in summary, no, I didn't move the wolves. I would be giggling if I'd moved the wolves. You know that. <laughs> this is a fair point. <laughs> Can I just go up and just poke right on the snout? Yeah. You want to uh, boot the, the snoot? In the yeah, boot the snoot. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to make you roll an animal handling check because it's not an animal. It's a stuffed wolf. You, you boop the snoot, rocks a little bit, and then rocks forward again. And then I'm going to tip it over. Yeah, it tips over, falls on the ground. What you know, the fuck um, is going on? So, obviously, there's like technically six wolves in this. No, right this, I can't. I can't move the black ones yeah, because I of the map. So ignore I those. Just look at the white way. ones. Yeah, I figured that's what it was. I was just just quickly clarifying. I think there could be more magic going on here. I'm gonna just channel a bit more detect magic if that's okay. Uh, and I want to sit in a nice spot away from those walls. I'm gonna sit in that chair again. And then he goes to look at those wolves that have moved, and it's like, oh, oh I'm going to just stay out here, actually. So Grinner's still in the room at this point, so they haven't moved. Did um, That implies that they'll move if we don't go on the it? Does it? Does it imply that? <laughs> I'm just going to put some crates There's in. a fire that's on. Yes, there is. That. Yeah, yeah. A lovely fire. Good. I'm going to pick up the closest wolf and put it in the fireplace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, Grinner, you, you walk in, you pick up the wolf, hoist it under your... Under your shirt um hoist under your shirt hoist it under your arm you move over to the fireplace chuck the wolf in uh, as soon as the stuffed wolf enters the fire the fire turns bright blue and you watch as it begins running rapidly over the, the wolf's fur and you hear out of the edge of your hearing just this faint howl cutting through the air as you begin burning the wolf don't know if that's a good or a bad thing did anybody else hear that uh, um, you know, I heard that. I heard that. We? We? Smell of burning hair is rake. No, there's no here. smell of burning hair. The wolf is on fire with this bright blue flame, but it's not burning. Um, it's on fire, but there's no damage to the wolf. It is not just a. It's, so it's not a dire wolf, it's a fire wolf. <laughs> it's a fire wolf. That's it. That's it. That's a fire wolf. Um. I reckon we all exit the room, close the door and see what happens. We'll open it back up. I think that's a good idea. I don't like being in it. Yeah, it's probably going to be a weeping angel. That's with wolves. I'm not going to be Yeah, right. 
Who would I, guys? You know me better than that. As if I, yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing. Um, <laughs> you guys, you guys, close the door. Um, from underneath the door, those of you who have a passive perception of more than fourteen, you can see this flickering blue light getting closer to the doorway. <laughs> oh shit! I point that out to everyone because I obviously not everyone will have that. Um, <clears throat> I have it too. So we can all see that. Uh, we can all see that blue light, right? That that that, uh, that wolf is. Yeah, that, that wolf is moving. Can I look through the keyhole? Yeah. Um, as you bend down to look, there's no keyhole. This door doesn't have a key. It's not lockable. Oh. All right. Can I look under the door? Like, the, Yeah, you like press your face down. You can see two paws up against the door, like right up against the door. Tithla's going to step back and pull out her bow and aim at the door. Okay. Just ready. I think we should stay okay. here for like at least like maybe like a minute and just see what happens. Because if they can't get through the door, then it's not a big deal. Well, what if they can get through the door and just it's when we're not here and then they'll get us from behind in a different place when we're not expecting them? I think that Tiffler might be onto something there. What if we explore a little bit, find another room and just make sure that one of us has eyes on this door at all times and then quickly run to that room and see if the door opens out here? Um. <clears throat> Maybe we can well, also I'm... get a chair and like sort of wedge it in, sort of uh, closing them in. The door, the door doesn't. The door. the door does open outwards into the room that you're currently in, so that would work. You could, you could bar the door from this side. Yes, you definitely could. All right. Wolves don't usually have hands to open doors. That's very true. Well, as, as a druid, you would know that wolves do <laughs> like opposable thumbs. <laughs> so... But my cat can open the doors that have the lever so yeah but cats are assholes these are these circular also, door knobs <laughs> it's also true that stuffed wolves uh don't move so that's true he's got a point there too um, mm. so i'm gonna, I'm gonna get my oh sorry yeah. i was gonna just get my rope tied around the, the the door like the handle and i'm just gonna pull it open yeah, yeah. the as you pull the door open slowly uh you can see that there is one wolf right up against the door not on fire one of the wolves is back from the fireplace on fire with this ghostly blue flame that is slowly starting to go out and then the other wolf has moved up towards the table and chairs and is moving towards the door as well but as they they just as if they've been positioned as if someone's really quickly run in and moved them um so grinner um you've actually already sort of touched the wolves would you be would you be willing to uh displace this one at the front here Yes, I'll do that. I'm going to pick it up and put it in the fireplace too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just, okay. You never know. Yeah, Grinny, you, you try and put a dagger into it. I, I don't got nothing like that. There's some broken glass over by the table. Yeah, good. Like I get the broken glass that? and I shove the broken glass into its eye. Yeah, uh, so the, the eye is glass. So as you go to like shove the glass in, it doesn't pierce through the glass, but you get a bit of broken glass and push it underneath this marble, this marble eye, this this glass eye. I'm trying to pop the eye out. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, that I mean, doesn't doesn't take much strength to do that. You're quite strong. So yeah, you, you pop out one of the eyes. Right, they can't get us if they can't see us. I'm going to start taking the eyes out of all of the wolves. Oh, we <laughs> yeah. take the legs off? I mean... Yeah, a, a sausage wolf cannot cannot come to get us. <laughs> all right, Unless so while they're very quickly, while they're doing that, the wolves. Yeah, I'm gonna grab one of these chairs. Yep, I'm gonna bring it out here just yep. to prop it up against the door when we do close it. Yep. Um, you've put like 
Are they are they there? Like are they cabinets? The crates. The crates aren't there, but there are two. The, yeah, they ignore the crates, but there are two big cabinets. One at the north wall, one at the east wall. Very ornately made. With um, but you haven't looked at them yet. You guys haven't explored them at all. Okay, I, I tiptoe in and get the remainder from the carafe of wine and. <laughs> yeah. Um. Theodore, as you as you go to check the carafe of wine, it's it's refilled. It's full again. Oh yeah, grab I'm that. Touching that. <laughs> Um, you you can add you can add a carafe of you can add a carafe of wine in quotation marks to your inventory. <laughs> Very good. Well right, so before we leave this room, I will do a quick look at this one. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. So as, as you head towards the the north um, north wall and having a bit of a look through the cabinet, um, could you, you you immediately see it is locked? It has been locked, and the the little latch in place is very hard to open. Oh, yeah. Do you want to do you want to try and make me? Perfect. Do you want to try and make me a thieves tool check? So uh, the way to do ability checks is you can use dexterity if you want. Otherwise, you could use a different type of ability check. And you just tell me which one you'd like to use. I will go sleight of hand. I think that makes sense. Yeah. Easy peasy. 13. Hopefully 13. Better. Yeah. As you have a bit of a look and, and start going through trying to unlock, you're struggling. This lock is, this lock's a decent lock. You sort of have a bit of a play around. And then just as you're starting to give up, suddenly the door just just opens wide. Uh, Inside. Was that by me? Was that by just quickly? Was that you're, by? You're not sure. Like you, okay. you were really struggling, and then all of a sudden, like it's just opened up. Um, inside, you can see there are an assortment of wine glasses, very similar to the ones that Theodore and Jonah are holding, filled with wine. These ones are empty, and um, the cup is facing down. And there's also a small box um, that is open that contains a deck of playing cards. <laughs> Um, does anyone want these? Uh... <laughs> it's it's so much fun just describing stuff in the most like cheerful way because all of them in their hearts are like these can't be good. None of this can be good. All of this has to be bad. <laughs> They've got no idea. It's, this is so much fun. Um, wine. Yeah, wine. <laughs> so easy to get you the guys upset. I love it. Dangerous at all. The wine's completely fine. The wine's completely fine. It's a good vintage. Um, uh, Luther, your I'm question? Not, I'm not particularly interested in the playing cards. Oh, okay. Um, but I might sure? just sort of... Nah, I'm pretty... I, I think Luther's very sceptical about this whole house. Oh, okay. Really? He's not going to just randomly start picking... It's just playing cards. He's not that interested. Yeah, it's really. just some playing cards. Yeah. Just some just some um, playing cards. Actually, I would say that you can see the box that it is in is a... um. It's a black uh, enamel box, not a cardboard box. It is like a black enamel box. The reason you know they're playing cards is the lid has actually come off slightly and you actually see the top card that is positioned. Um, it's a two of diamonds and you can see that across the surface there uh, is what looks to be these intricate spiral patterns forming this central diamond that almost looks like a crystal in the very middle. Oh. Wait, one of the cards has a crystal. Uh, Mr. Jono? Oh, printed on it as the design. Uh, okay. Yeah. You you guys okay in there? Is other wolves coming alive? Are you ready to detect magic? Uh, I'm still figuring it out. I'm about halfway there. You're I about think. halfway there, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to leave this cabinet, but I think I will get Jonah to have a look at it. Yep. Perfect. So Jonah, we'll, we'll come back to you then, Jonah, when you're when you're ready to rock and roll. Uh, there's another cabinet, the cabinet towards the east. I Did you want to have a bit of a look in there? Yeah, unless anyone else wants to do that while I'm doing this one, like more than free to have a look at it. Yeah, I'll, I'll have tried to pry that one. Let's let's get the Perfect. party involved. Again. Yeah, theater. As you have a bit of a look again, this one is actually locked as well. Uh, you don't have to be um, 
you don't have to be proficient in thieves tools. You can just try and bash this thing open if you want. You can try and pry it open. Um, yeah. I can or, you, or you can wait for the thieves tool. No, I can. I'll give, give it the old um, bash. Where is it? Where, yeah. Where's my? Just give it a bash. All, all my cantrips are gone. Where, where's my shillelagh? Oh, shillelagh, yeah. So shillelagh will add your uh, wisdom to your attacks rather than strength. So yeah, you can do that and then just make a make a bash to try and smash the lock and open the open the door. I seem to have lost uh, that. I'll have to redo do my cantrips in a second. But I still have primal savagery, so I just grow a bear claw and just... <laughs> okay, yeah, awesome. So you guys watch as Theodore just holds out his hand and it just suddenly... <sighs> fur begins getting thicker, claws around, and then you just smash down at this... Um, at this small cabinet. Uh, would you like to make me a, you could just roll a d20 plus your strength plus your proficiency if you like, cause you just do an unarmed attack essentially with your bear claw. Yep. I think that's uh, gonna be quite impressive, I imagine. Probably like a plus, what, six? Plus uh, five? I'll, I'll roll the primal savagery. 11. Yeah, as you yeah. smash in, you basically knock one of the doors partly off. It's still locked and as you pry the door and fight, you break this door open um inside you can see what looks to be a crossbow um probably a light crossbow by the looks of it looks to be very well made very well looked after there's um a wolf decal on the mouth of the crossbow where the arrow flies out of these two snarling wolf faces on either side made of an embossed iron um so it almost looks like the wolves when they when they open their mouths the arrow flies out through the gap the dogs that shoot bees <laughs> yeah. Um, and there's also 20 bolts. There are also 20 bolts in there as well. Oh. Mr. Luther, I have something you may be interested in. So the bolts might be. Throw him the, the crossbow. <clears throat> um, I, I. Oh, I don't want to touch things in here right now. I would have. Why, why not? As he, crossbow at, as he throws the crossbow at me. Um, because I probably would have started putting on gloves to try and, like, handle the playing cards, because I don't want to be, like, touching things with my bare skin. So okay. I probably already put the gloves on, and then suddenly, like, he throws... This crossbow just flies away, you catch it, yeah. It's very well made, Luther. You, I mean, you're trained in, in firearms and in ranged weaponry. This is not This is a good crossbow. It is well made. Um, it's, a, it's a light crossbow, standard light crossbow, but it is it is very well made. Do you think it would probably be worth a bit of gold if someone someone was to try and sell it? You could definitely sell this, and yeah. it would it would be worth a bit of gold. Okay, I'll, I'll leave it for now in front of the cabinet so Jonal can come in and have a look at it. Okay, fair enough. And the bolts. Perfect. Well, that that's the 10 minutes for Jonal. Jonal, as you step into the room, that, that same glow coming across your eyes as you look across, um, yeah, you have a bit of a look around. There's no real magic that you can see on the wolves. The fireplace is definitely um, giving off some sort of magical, but it's illusionary magic. Um very clearly, the flames are illusionary. They're not actually real flames. Um, uh, they were before, because you were feeling them with your hands. You could feel the warmth. They've changed now. Mm. These blue flames are illusionary. Um, the crossbow is just this mundane. There's no glow, no light coming off it. Um, yeah, no no other sources of magic in this room as you have a bit of a look around that you can see. The cards are chill? Cards are chill. Yeah, just playing cards. Are the cards still out? Yeah, Luther's probably got the playing cards sitting on top of the... Maybe Luther was like just about to get them out when the crossbow flew towards him, so he quickly dropped them on the top of the cabinet. So, Tifa, yeah, you can, you can see them and you can reach them. It's not a very tall cabinet. It's only about waist height. So, for you, it's like shoulder height. You just yeah, look over. Yeah, she'd look at them and she would say, The diamonds, too, in pairs come to you. That's a good omen. 
Um, Sweet. That's um, that's good. Would you like to have <laughs> these Tifler then, if they're uh, a good omen? Of course. I think it'd be irresponsible if if we didn't take them. Perfect. Well, by all means, um, please. Um, She'll grab take, them take and. Tifler, add a deck of playing cards to your inventory. I'm gonna write fancy. Yeah, you can. You can write fancy. They are Ooh. fancy. That is very appropriate. Um, Shadow, that's plain. Go on. No, I was just going to ask if I've managed to get all the legs off the wolves yet. Yeah, um, can you make me an athletics check, please, Grinner? But I imagine you're <laughs> going to be okay with this. Okay. So you can add you can add six glass eyes to your inventory, because um, I'm assuming you're keeping the eyes. Are you keeping the legs? Twenty-one. That's yeah. a uh, yeah. No, the I'm once I've got the legs off, they're mm-hmm. all going in the fireplace. Okay. And the uh, eyes, and are you keeping the, the eyes or are you going on top? And yes, I'm going to keep the keep eyes. Okay, so you can add, you can add six glass eyes to your inventory. As you finish snapping the final leg off the wolves and chuck it in the fire, um, the legs again don't burn. They just sit in the, in the fireplace, um, piled up like very weird, very furry logs. <laughs> and the I wolves now was... <laughs> without legs are just like lying on their sides awkwardly. But I mean, they're just, they're just stuffed wolves grinners. You can see the inside, the stuffing is this uh, almost like upholstery stuffing in a way. Um, I'm going to start pulling all of that out too, just to be safe. <laughs> okay, there's a lot. Like, as you pull this out, it begins immediately, like, filling up the space behind you. You sort of, I'd probably say that as you head over to the back corner, this entire back corner of the room is now just filled with stuffing. The wolves, like, there's a, there's a um, wooden internal skeleton to help keep the skin stretched taut. You just start tearing into that. You don't give a shit. You just tear this shit apart. I don't like any of it. It's all coming out. Okay. <laughs> I will say over the 10 minutes that it takes... Journal to cast detect magic, grin it. You, ju- you just tear these things apart until there's almost nothing left of them. Good. Um, yeah, that's well, a really weird flame. Oh, there's more legs in there now. Oh, we've been quite busy. Um, so I would have walked up to the spot where it was warm and put my hand there, and I'm noticing it's not warm again, right? Yeah, you watch his journal, puts his hand in the fire, and nothing happens. Just just illusionary blue flames tickle over your hand, journal. But you, you know they're illusionary, you can see it with your detect magic. Oh yeah, this is uh, illusionary magic, guys. Don't don't believe this flame at all. It's not going to catch anything on fire. Um, oh. I I then look at the wolf that was burning before, and I want to inspect that. Oh, it's like it's gone. Regular burns. Grinner has torn it apart. There's other oh, the, the no, fur that is still there. Uh, there's no burns on the wolf at all. As you have a bit of a look at one of the feet, that looks like there's just a hint of singeing, probably from when Grinner first put it in the fire, and then as the fire immediately went out that sort of the, the residual heat might have singed the bottoms of the feet, the pads of the feet a little bit. But then the illusionary magic that caught over it, it doesn't seem to have happened. Journal, as you're sort of getting, you're still quite close to the fire, the flame, the blue flame, as you pull your hand back, is still tickling over your hand. And you watch as your skin begins to bubble and melt as the blue flame begins to melt away your skin, revealing the musculature underneath your skin. Um, <laughs> Whoa, holy what? fuck. And then there's a, like- There's no pain. Of, uh, there's no pain. Well, there's- there's a lot of shock there. Like, what the fuck's going on? But, I'm in. Journal, you've got to take magic up. You can see the illusionary magic spreading across your hand as you look at this, and you can kind of see through it. It's not it's not real for you. It's semi, semi-transparent semi with your detect magic. The rest of you, you can see Jono's hand is on fire. It's melting slowly. He is not reacting in the slightest. The and start trying to pat it out. Oh, Grinner, as, as you're like smashing it down, it, it's now like on your hands. You're looking, you can see your hands catching fire, melting through your skin. Fuck me! Help! Uh, I'm gonna, a moment there, he, he would then notice this illusion. It's like, oh, it's just an illusion. This isn't actually happening. It's okay. 
It doesn't do anything more than that to help him. Just, it's okay. I what? probably would have thrown my water skin on him. Perfect. Yeah, Grin, as the water splashes across you, you, you that, that moment of cold, you're like, oh, I'm not in any pain. Like, I know I've got some dead nerves, but I should be able to feel this by now. And as you, as you look, the, it looks like your skin's bubbling and melting, but it, as you realize it's an illusion, it fades away and disappears. I don't like this fucking house. I do not like this house. Would you perhaps care for some wine to calm your nerves? Well, that's um, that's yes. a very good question. Uh, don't don't even drink that yet. Um, uh, Jonah, can you uh, check the wine? <laughs> Jonah, the wine's Jonah, the wine isn't magical, but there is a strong illusionary magic over that bottle. And as Grinner begins chugging it, you can see whatever liquid's flowing through. You you don't. Th- I mean, it could be wine, but you're not sure. The illusionary magic, it's heavy over this thing it's hard to tell Grinner this is it's good wine this is this isn't your goon sack wine that you drank on the road this isn't uh, your, your rations wine this is good wine as you I can't drink this down difference. oh you can't <laughs> tell the difference this is, this is just goon sack mate this is fruity lexia as it pours down your throat <laughs> good Australian reference for Australian back on the um, table and hope it fills up again yeah, as you slam the carafe down yeah. nothing as, it, as you're looking at it nothing seems to happen still still hasn't refilled what Checking were you saying Jonah? Checking the wine on Theodore's, like, I imagine beard and hair around his face. Has he got residual of the of the wine or not wine still there? No, no, like, no residual magic around his face. And as Grinner finishes drinking, again, there's no residual magic. As, as Grinner drinks, he's drinking whatever this is. The illusionary magic is on this bottle. And as Grinner takes it away, the illusion magic stays on the bottle, hmm. on, the, on the decanter. Right. Yeah, the decanter's a little bit interesting. It's got a bit of an illusionary to it. Um... I think that may not be wine. It's probably. I think you maybe should probably shut else. up. No, I definitely drank something. Were you? Are we Was very it, happy with this as it is? It tasted like wine. It did. So, you know, maybe it's fine. Are there any like anything left at the bottom of the carafe? No, no, nothing left at all. It's just an empty, empty glass decanter. Oh. No, no signs of any liquid there at all. Because you drank it all. So. I did. I did. It's all gone. Um, all right. Nothing else magical stands out. No, nothing else room. magical stands yeah. out in the whole room. Hmm. Well, yeah, I this think... place is clear. Let's leave and see if anything changes again. Yeah, I think um, we try that. Can we talk about what we're trying to do here? Are we just trying to examine this one room? Are we? What are we? Are we going to try and break out of this room to leave? Are we trying to explore the house? I'm scared. Honestly, I hadn't thought much past the threat of these wolves. Uh, if they were moving around the room on their own, I did not like that. And now, hopefully, that threat is neutralised and that is the extent of my care right there. Okay, there's just been a lot going on here at the minute. There were some wolves that were not real that were moving. Two of you caught on fire and were melting. Um, it's it's just a lot. We got better. <laughs> I know, I'm just sharing. Look, I recommend we leave this room. Close the door and put up the, um, the chair. And um, put it out of our minds and continue on with the house. Should we quickly open up the door again and check to see if anything's changed in there? I do like that as an idea. Room. I think we do a real quick little peekaboo and then we fuck off. Tithel's got a bow out ready to go. So you're checking, checking in the room one more time? But, uh, yeah, yeah. All file out and then whoo, round the door. As you whoo, round the door, the wolves 
are back in their original positions, fully assembled. The wine carafe is full, sitting on the side. The fire, back to its original state. I go over to check the fire to see if it's illusionary. It's warm, no, it's it's not illusionary, it's warm. I I think this room has taken up enough of our time. I regather my carafe. You pick up your carafe, (laughs) yeah, perfect. Can I have a quick look at that, actually? Yeah. Hand him yeah. over the... Can yeah. I just tip a little bit out on the floor? Yeah, you tip a bit of fine red wine onto the floor, it splashes down and then forms a very small puddle of, of red liquid. Is that definitely wine? Can we... Can somebody that knows about this sort of thing have a look at that? Yeah, um, I, I can confirm. It looks, tastes, smells like wine, probably is wine. Um, what's my take on it? It's just the decanter, right? Not the wine. Oh, now that the wine is spilled on the floor, the same illusionary magic that's playing across the decanter is on the on the liquid on the floor. Yeah, disguising that's, um, it, that's hiding it. An illusion. I can yeah, a bit of, bit of illusion on this this liquid. I'm now going to say maybe it's not wine. Maybe we don't need to add to that. Uh, let's Are we all going. very happy with it being wine. I'm very happy with that being <laughs> wine right now. I do not need to know anything else. Uh, off we go. So, do you take the decanter with you, just so that I know? Oh, hell yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Right, you can add. De- <laughs> so keep keep keeping your inventory decanter of wine. I have. <laughs> Perfect, um, Luther. I'm assuming you go um, take the chair, put it up against the yes. door, basically blocking the door. I'll um, get Grinner to help me because I imagine yeah. he'd probably be pretty. He, he, I reckon he'd have a good sense. at sort of like. So like, you know, barricade yeah. a door. Barricade not even, not even going to have you two roll on that. The two of you working together, you can barricade a door with a chair. It's pretty straightforward. I'm, I'm actually, I'm going to snap one of the legs off and use one of the other legs to belt it under the door and like proper jam it shut. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it does mean that the chair is not quite as stable, but you've now got oh. a leg acting as a pivot as, and as a wedge that the door can't open into. So yeah, that door is sealed <laughs> for all intents and purposes. Okay. That's cool. Perfect. Um, in the room ahead of you, you can see there are a couple of doors in front of you. What looks to be some sort of pantry potentially right in front of Theodore there. There's another room towards the north that seems to lead into um, some other room, another door towards the northwest that le- sorry northeast that leads into another room. And then there's the staircase, this red marble staircase leading up towards a floor above. Are we well, going to be quiet for any particular reason? Like, would it be worth our while just to yell out and see if we could get anybody from the previous party down here? I, well, I would assume that they're all at least predisposed. Maybe, dare I say it, deceased, but I I wouldn't just start willy-nilly shouting in this, in this here manner, my friend. Um, not that we've been exactly quiet so far. No, we haven't. Good. We probably should be a little bit more quiet now when I think about it. Yeah, it's a good idea, guys. I like that. You, you like yelling or being quiet, Jodel? Uh, I like being a little bit more quiet. Yeah, that's. I think that one's kind of self-apparent, right? <laughs> I've got a negative one to intelligence. <laughs> that's, that's only that's that's just slightly below average. Then ten ten's average. Zero's average. Anything below a six is like that's problematic. <laughs> Um, basically, if there's anything magical along the way, I'm, you know, looking out for it. Absolutely. So just to check, we're trying to, are we trying to clear the house or are we just trying to find a way out? 
I would like just a way out at this point. I don't give a I, our mission. Well, look, our mission. Well, let's be honest. So, five thousand gold is not nothing to sniff at. That will set us each. up for the rest of our lives. I would suggest clearing this house. We're here to find that party. Let's keep our composure. We, look at us all, Gruner. How many fights have you been in? Are you scared of this one? Come on now. You're telling me that you're scared. Well, I know you. Yeah. All right. <laughs> You've been far worse, my friend. I know that. This is all just playing on your mind. I just don't like being locked in, you know. I don't like being trapped. It's all right. We'll find a way to break out of here. We'll just um, hopefully with some of the other party in tow. Anyway, so let's um, let's start going through some of these uh, rooms. Let's be careful. Not just start dwelling into things as I look at Jonah and Theodore with like their cask of wine <laughs> or the decanter. That's fair. That's fair. Maybe um, maybe don't just start drinking things and eating things willy nilly. From here on out, let's maybe not. Let's maybe put a stop on that. Like, well, I will anyway. But I'd rather you all not be cursed or whatever this hellhole is. Sorry, are we getting cursed? As if I'm not scared enough already. No, no, no. Yeah, she's only like 16, so, 17, mate. <laughs> 18, I think you said. So, yeah, something Bruno, like that. It's something like goblin that. Years. Yeah, it's different. <laughs> Just something to be Bruno, careful of is all. All right, well. Bruno, um, you usually lead the way whenever we're going somewhere dangerous. Um, what's what's your intuition on this one? Do you think, <laughs> nice. is it is it safer to go up or through these doors or the pantry? Is the pantry yeah. a good start? Look, I think... I think you're right. I think I should be in front having the most uh, combat experience. Uh, and on that front, I think level by level is probably our best bet. We need to make sure that this bottom level is free of anything that might hurt us before we move upstairs. And we can do similar tricks with the chair here. Absolutely. Jonah is relieved that someone was willing to take the lead there as well. He just has a <laughs> bit of like settling coming. Right, so, Grinner, what I'll do is I'll set up like a sort of almost like a tactical thing with you. I'll tie like the rope to the door, yank it open, and you'll be there like sort of ready to bonk whatever's on the other side. That sounds like a good plan. So, Grinner, for the mo- <laughs> Jesus, uh, for the moment, do we want to say that you've got like a table leg or something, like a chair leg, or one of the wolf, no. one of the wolf legs? No. No, you're not bringing it with you? Okay, cool. That's fine. That's fine. No, no, no. All good. Just let it ask. Um, I will just check really quickly what we've got as your... Because I'm pretty sure last weapon, last session, I gave you the improvised martial weapon, improvised simple weapon. I've got a weapon. crowbar and I've got a shovel Perfect. as far as I'm aware. Yeah, um, beautiful. I was just checking that I've given you improvised weapons, martial, simple, and thrown. Um that's perfect. We'll stick to how they are now. Um, mm-hmm. That's exactly what they should be. I'll just change... That from Can you me. give me a um, generic dagger equivalent as well? Yeah, that's the simple improvised weapon. That's simple. So that's a, it's a that's basically a dagger, but you can use your strength that's instead. So that's that's fine. Awesome. All right, perfect. That's all good to go then. Yeah. So you guys, please, the room is yours. I reckon do the pantry first. Just knock that one out the way. Perfect. Yeah, the pantry it is. Chuck that rope on there, and away we go. So I'll just do a quick yank yep. it open, and Grinner is ready to just burst into whatever it might the be. The old oh. yank and burst. I can the do old that. The yank and burst. Oh, Grinner, you you you're ready for this. Your blood is pumping as as Luther comes and yanks the door open. You're there, ready, and inside's a cloakroom with a top hat sitting on a top shelf, some yeah. some nice looking suits, a few oh. few garments. 
all, all looking good in good nick and all look quite quite wealthy, quite well made. In fact, Grinner, there's a coat that looks like a, a gentleman's long coat, not too dissimilar from your military coat, but a gentleman's long coat in black with um, with cufflinks sitting on top as well. Oh, that's a bit ritzy. I like that. Is there a um, bowler's hat in there? Yeah, let's say oh the top God, hat's a bowler yes. hat. Yeah, yeah, let's say the top hat's a bowler hat. Yeah, yeah, there's a bowler hat. I'm taking that. I'm taking my hat off and I'm putting the bowler hat on. Perfect. Do, oh. do you swap them? Do you put your hat in the place it, where the bowler... Just bowl... in my bag. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. So, yeah, you put a bowler hat on. Perfect. Can you uh, right. write... You can add to your inventory, definitely not cursed bowler hat. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, but, yeah, no, you just put a bowler hat on. You just put a bowler hat on. Yeah. You look good. You're going to have to change his outlook now. That's right, yeah. You're going to fix that up now. <laughs> no, I refuse. Um, as, as it magically shapeshifts into a, into a flat cap. Grinner now is wearing a very fancy uh, fancy bowler cap. Uh, no magic well, journal in this cupboard, I should say. No, no insignia. I, I don't detect anything. So I, sh- I should detect it if it was one of our friends. Hey, I probably should friend. have asked you that before I stuck his thing on my head, but... Anyway, Jonal, you that's a really good point. As you have a bit of a look, sort of you casting your eye over it, one of the cloaks that's hanging up, this this cloak, it looks a little bit different to the other stuff, whereas most of it looks to be fairly fancy, very um, gentleman and lady of high society wear. This looks like a traveling cloak. And as you pull it aside and have a bit of a look, there's a symbol on this cloak that you recognize, the symbol of the twin moons, one setting over the top oh. of the other. This oh, is guys. one of the cloaks. What you got? Guys, there? look at this one. Uh, hang on, American accent. Uh, <laughs> you know, check out check out this cloak. See I'm the twin twin setting moons. Eclipsing eclipsing moons? What were they were The called? twin moons, the adventuring party. Twin moons. Um, I just show it around yeah. proudly. We actually yeah. needed that insignia. Um, yeah. I don't need the traveling cloak so much, but I sort of oh, it's, it's embroidered on onto the back of the back of the cloak. It's a dark green well, that's cloak. What I'm yeah, because I, 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 like the way I sort of picture myself out with my coats and stuff, I've actually bought four daggers. Okay. So there's probably like a dagger sort of like it's like dagger four in the daggers boot. sort of over my body. Yeah. 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 So it's, uh, when I when I should say it's, when I say embroidered, it's not like a patch. It is actually thread that is embroidered into the shape of the. So this isn't an ins- it, it is an insignia, but it's not like a, a badge or a, a patch that patch. you can cut off and bring back. This it's is not a cloak. That, we're looking for. Not necessarily. This this would provide evidence that they were here, though. So Definitely. can I so, can I still cut around the thing at least? Oh yeah, you can you can cut it out. I so you've got a circular a circular yeah. uh, patch of fabric that has the insignia on it. Yeah, of course you can. Absolutely. I'll take that for now. You just carve a hole cloak. in this quite well made traveling cloak, <laughs> making it useless. Yeah, it's now an arseless cloak. Um, <laughs> you carve no, out. I'm, I'm so, I'm, Look, I don't know if anyone actually wanted to wear this, but uh, I not anymore. It's got his back out. Well, look, I'll be honest. Like some of those coats are better, um, better well made. So, if there are cloaks here, does that mean that they put their took their cloaks off and were resting and were doing what we were doing, just hanging out? Given that last yeah. room, I don't like the idea of anything uh, in this place. That that shit could have just found its way there for no particular reason, as far as I'm concerned. What about the other? Uh, what about the other cloaks? Um, I yeah, see don't see anything written on them. No, they they look to be like suit jackets, overcoats, very um, the, the sort of um, dinner or dining wear that high society would uh, would have or would would be um, going out to dinner or to events with. It's definitely sure. not adventuring stuff. Sure. Lufa, it's well made though; it looks good. Give that coat over, would you, for a second? 
Yeah, I pass it. Yeah. Can I like just check all the pockets and see if there's anything in any of them? No any pockets. It's just an overcloak, so it's more like a hooded cloak. No, no sewn pockets on the inside. Whoever wore this wasn't practical and just wasted a whole bunch of potential space for hiding things away. Um, just a, yeah, just an overcloak. Look. Looks to be good wool, um, stains this very dark green, almost like a forest green. Feels quite coarse, but is is on the outside quite smooth on the inside. You think it's probably been oiled to make it waterproof on the outside? It's been waxed. Um, it's it's a good cloak. It was until someone carved a dirty great hole in it. But I just drop it on the floor. Right, yeah. next room. Oh. Yep. Perfect. Okay. Um, left door or right door? Because there left are two door. left door. Left door. Perfect. As you, as you, as again, get ready. Luther on the rope. Grinner steps up, ready to charge in. You pull back the door, revealing a really nice dining room. Uh, in front of you, you can see a large table laid out with seats for eight. Um, there looks to be a, um, uh, a a feast laid out. Crystal chandelier hanging above the table, covered with resplendent silverware, crystalware polished to a dazzling shine. Um, you can see that there is a, a beautiful feast, meat, fruit, cheeses laid out upon the table. Um, and in front of each of the eight high-back chairs is a place setting. Um, it looks like there were table cards with names on them set up. But from where you guys are... Oh, you've walked into the room. Beautiful. Yeah, as you, as you guys move in, the name cards have your names on them. <laughs> Theodore, Tithler, oh. Grinner, Jonor, and Luther. <sighs> I don't like that. And what about the other four? The other four are blank. As you have a bit of a look, they, they don't seem to have any names on them at all. Until you get to the last one, Theodore, oh. and as you look at the very last one, you can see it does indeed have a name on it. Fenric Sage Spark. The hell is that? Does, does any, was Fenric Sage Spark any of the adventurers we were looking for? Who took good notes? I, I who'd I do have notes, let me find out. Ah, uh, yep. That was the male dragonborn finder. Oh, then it stands to reason that if all of our names are magically here, and his is, that he's probably still alive? Yeah, yeah he's look, a good guest. That could be potentially... Yeah, that sounds pretty good, actually. Theodore, you're sort of standing near the fireplace. As you look, you can actually see above the fireplace is a beautiful oil painting. Um, absolutely massive. Oh, sorry, not above the fireplace. On the, on the other side of the room is the fireplace at the yeah. far end where that table setting was. Massive, like 15, 20 foot long oil painting of this beautiful mountain vista. You can see a verdant green valley, a river running through the center, mountains surrounding it. And in the very middle what looks to be a large castle made of a dark stone rising from the landscape, overlooking a small village huddled in its shadow. The sunlight is just peeking over the tip of one of the mountains. Hard to say if the sun's rising or setting, um, but it's very beautiful. Take note of it. Yeah, take note. Perfect. I would like to touch it. Grinner, um, as you touch, touch it... it just... Grinner, as you touch it... <laughs> I, you touch the oil painting. Um, nothing happens. You take your hands away. There's a few tiny flecks of paint on your fingers. Yeah, now, Mr. Grinner, we should probably be careful about running off and doing wild things without consulting the group first. It's. I mean, the, the hypocrisy from last session about Grinner being like, well, you just ran into the bloody match. And he's like, I'm touching this. 
it's, it's just a painting, you know. Boop. Um, can I use my magnifying glass to inspect the painting? Oh, Luther, yes, you can. Can you roll me an investigation a check, please? Magnifying yes, glass can. also grants advantage and any ability check made to appraise or inspect an item that is small You've or highly detailed. Give that advantage. Absolutely. That's a Natural 20 Whoa. for 23 20 and 22. And Luther, as you look closely, I mean, the painting looks to be well-made, looks to be old, but in fairly good nick. It's not until you get to the castle that anything stands out. In the high tower on the castle, silhouetted in one of the top windows is a figure looking out, peering over the edge. And down below them, you can see two other figures, a man with light blonde hair and a woman with dark raven hair, holding hands, clasped together, looking into each other's eyes as this figure from above stares down at them. And what is the figure? Hard to see because it's shrouded in shadow. They haven't been sort of coloured in in detail. But as you look closely, definitely a man, definitely humanoid, wearing what looks to be this sort of red and black armour almost. Very dark colours and tones. Face isn't being coloured in or painted, but seems to be looking over. With a natural 20, Luther, as you move back down and then come back, the figures have changed places. Now, standing in the tower looking down on the couple is the golden-haired man, his smile replaced with a very savage grimace. And holding hands with the raven-haired woman is a tall, slightly pale figure with dark black hair swept back wearing this blood red and black armour, long black cloak draped over his body. And this time, he and the figure, smiling, looking into each other's eyes, happy. Um, I, I would sort of... <laughs> What's, what was move, that? Sorry, Hans? What was that? I don't love this. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think like, Theodore is, and Grinner are right there with me. So I'm going to sort of... I'm going to sort of like pull them in and be like, Hey, um, check, check this out real quick. This is... Have a look at this. And I like point out... You pointed out, yes. Yeah. The figures oh, haven't look. changed positions to their last location. This seems to be where they are now as you point them out. You guys see what I described before? Magic? What is it? No magic, Jonor. The traces of maybe what was once an illusionary magic dissipates as you come and look at it. But very faint, very tiny, only where the figures were. And only where the two, two of the figures were, the two men. Very faint traces of what was once illusionary magic. So it's, it looks like I just got to it as it faded away. Exactly. A uh, bit of illusionary magic going on again. Um, just on figure one and two. Um, yeah. It's all gone now. All right. While you guys are looking at that, Tithla, this feast is looking good, man. And Theodore. It's nice. I mean, we're talking cold cuts of meat. There's some smoked ham, salted pork. There's a really nice looking cheese, almost a full wheel of this rich, creamy, probably you think a gouda. Well, judging by the color. What's doing in a uh, survival oh, God, check? I, I can fuck with a gouda. Right you can have a gouda right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was that, Tithi? You could do an investigation check, did you say? Yeah, to see if it's edible. Yeah, perception or investigation, your choice. I was thinking survival. Yeah, I'd, I'll allow survival as you try and like you, you like test it for like to see it's if it's food. Yeah, I'll allow survival. I think survival makes sense here. 
Roll me a survival check, Zithla. 21. All of your senses are telling you that this is good, delicious food. This is, this is good food. This is rich. This is rich people's food, Tithla. You've grown up on a farm. You haven't had access to rich people's food. But there's something in the back of your mind, something you can't quite put your finger on that tells you not to eat this, that something's wrong. With a 21, some part of you is like, don't trust your senses. Your senses are wrong. Well, she goes through that process. She goes and sits down and picks up some of the things. Little feet dangling over the edge of the chair. (laughs) And she takes that sniff of it like I did with the packet of chicken tonight. (laughs) Pushes it all on the ground. Yep. This isn't good. Don't eat this. Uh, Above the fireplace, only for the meme, above the fireplace, you can see a, um, what looks to be a tobacco case uh, with uh, old Toby written on the front of it. (laughs) The salted pork is particularly good. <laughs> you have to, you have to do it. Oh, no, sorry, it's Mary who says that, not Gimli. Yeah. The salted pork is particularly good. There you go. Uh, the salted pork? Salted pork. <laughs> you young hobbits, how many are you? No, no, we're not doing the whole Lord of the Rings. I've already done that today. Um, not today. Over We're not sick over the weekend. I watched the entire extended edition of Lord of the Rings with Alice. Um, oh. It's not surprising that I can quote the whole thing off by heart. Alice almost can too. Fucking marrying nice. that woman. Boom. Did you know <laughs> yeah. in the in the second one when Aragorn kicks that helmet? Oh, what? Yes, he no, breaks no his way. toe. Yeah, everyone knows that. Yeah, right. <laughs> all right. What? Um, all right. Uh, is there anything wrong with his food, or is Tifla just being a little shit? Yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. The only, no, excuse the only, me. Uh, if we're gonna was... have to work together, you're gonna have to stop calling me a little shit i know i'm little and i know that i can give people the shit sometimes but we're on the same team and it's all well-meaning okay grina he didn't do anything she didn't do anything wrong sorry she didn't do anything wrong it's you know she thought there's something wrong with the food but i I don't actually see anything wrong with the food as my like gold lens um reappears in my eyes to detect um yeah I i don't know if there's anything wrong though not, not, he doesn't detect any magic with the food? No, the food, no magic that you can see, Journal. But, look, see, this is what I'm talking about. She's just throwing it on the ground for no reason. I, I, yes, maybe I went a little far with the little shit comment, but... That's okay, I forgive you. I didn't apologise. You, um... To be fair, we're all, she is we're usually on the same. pretty intuitive. We're on the same page here, right? Like, we saw all those wolves doing weird shit. Why are we even like talking about if this food like this food is definitely bad? That's a fair. This is a very fair point, Mr. Luther. Let's get out of this dining room and go find that Mr. As you as you guys go to leave, there is something else that you notice. All of you will notice it's the name badges have changed once again. No longer does it say your names. Um, Now that you can see them, it's sort of like whatever this magic is. It's kind of worn off a little bit. Um, Instead, now there are a couple of names. Sitting at the head of the table is the name. Uh, let me just find this. Gustav Durst. On his right-hand side is um, Elizabeth Durst. On the left-hand side are the two two smaller ones written Rose and Thorn. No last name. And then you can also see down the far end, um, it looks like there is another name. Michael Durst. The far end of the table. And are these just on paper? That's Just on paper on placards laid out to... Um, Almost like a table setting to to let people know that that is where they sit. And did our history knowledge of the 
town. I mean, we, we knew of this family already. Did it ever mention a Michael Durst? No, it's the first time you've heard Michael Durst. No, I haven't heard any of that in the no. journal. Nothing. No, Did we that, get um, descriptions that's of new. the Durst family? Only vague ones. You know that Gustav and Elizabeth, the parents and the, the patriarch and matriarch of the Durst family, were in their late uh, 40s, early 50s. You know that two kids were roughly eight, maybe-ish, six to eight years old. Um, and then you also know that there was a young nanny looking after the two children, um, whose name I think you I think you did get from last time was Margaret, um, and she would have been in her late twenties. Okay, no mysterious Michael. No, never been Michael. We, uh, do we know the hair colour of any of this lot? Does that match anything in that painted over there? Um, I don't know if I have any pictures of them. No, you guys don't know what they look like yet. No. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry, um, can't help you there, Grinner. Don't actually have any pictures or anything of them. All right, Just well, a description, I, sort of. I think we should be making some haste. I do not like that there's only one of those previous adventurers left. Perhaps we should... I think the same way. Let's get going. Let's carry on and try and find this Just man. One quick thing with the painting. When they were in the in the tower, up in the tower, yeah. was it a... Smile or a snare? A snare, like the the first yeah. one. The face was hidden in darkness. The dark-haired man. So it yep. was hard to see what his expression was. The swapped positions. Now the blonde-haired man, the, the golden-haired man in the tower. It's a pained grimace, almost. Uh, and with your natural twenty, Luther, uh, it is a malevolent expression. It is an expression of dark ill will. This almost like a, a rictus grin of, yeah. You will. It's not a smile of happiness. Yeah. Okay. Alrighty. Did you guys want to head along? upstairs? Um, well, these are rooms over here, right? Oh, yeah, perfect. Yeah, Theodore, as you, as you open the door, fantastic. Yep. Um, you, you open the door. Inside, you can see what looks to be... I may as well open both of these for you, hey? Um, as you look inside, you can oh. see what looks to be a very well-stocked pantry. Um, Is that a toilet? <laughs> no, that's a wash basin. Um, <laughs> as, you, as you look in, you can see the, the kitchen looks tidy, dishware, cookware, utensils neatly placed away on shelves. A work table um, has a cutting board and rolling pin atop it. You can actually see that it looks like there was a pie being assembled at the time that people left or something happened. There's actually the bottom section of a pastry. The filling is still sitting in a pot steaming on the hot stove. And you can see that someone has started to roll out the top of the pastry, but didn't quite get it finished. Um, you can also see in the top corner of the wall what looks to be a stone dome-shaped oven, um, bent iron stove pipe connecting to a hole in the ceiling. Uh, and then you can see... That? Yeah, and then in through that door um, yeah. is the pantry itself with uh, oh, okay. the food oh, no, with the, the food and, and ingredients laid out. Um, lots of uh, baking requirements, things like flour, sugar. Uh, you can see there's a, a row of eggs in a, in a bucket. Um yeah, I mean, it looks, it all appears fresh and, and well, well preserved. There's some jams and preserves position. It looks no, yeah, no, lost up I go and report that to the team. It um, appears there is nothing in there, but the kitchen and, and pantry is not nothing untoward in there. Uh, in that pot, it's boiling on the, on the stove, is it? Not, not boiling the stove's off. It's just a, a pot of what looks to be like an apple filling. Apple, cinnamon, nutmeg, and cloves. The smell rising from this pot. It looks like someone just turned the stove off or just put the stove out, and it's just sitting there cooling, ready to go in the pie. So it's quite hot still? Steaming very slightly. Probably not boiling, but would be warm, yeah. I don't want that. 
I'll, okay. I'll head back out. Okay. You were looking for like a hot pan to like hit people with, right? I was going to toss the contents on whatever we came across, but yeah. Okay. It's, <laughs> not, it's not boiling sugar. Um, alrighty. Can I move you guys up the stairs? Yeah, I'll take the I'll take lead and off we go. All right, I accidentally moved the chair. All right, stop moving your tokens and I'll move you guys upstairs. Me, me and my seven HP shouldn't take point. That's okay. No, no. As you, orgy, as you head upstairs, um, you can see lit oil lamps are mounted on the walls of this hallway. Hanging above the mantelpiece is a wood framed portrait of a family. Um, you can see there are an older gentleman and woman, probably in their late forties, early fifties, um, standing in in the center of the center of the uh, the painting. The woman has like her arm on the the shoulder of the man, and then standing in front of them, two children. Um, both look young. Um, one girl, one boy, both under ten, and cradled in the father's arms uh, is a baby that is swaddled in in um, uh, a light sort of blue baby blue kind of color blanket um swaddling the child there's three children three children wait oh spooky now look do they have any nameplates or anything no nameplates just durst family underneath it Durst family. um i should describe them a little bit more for you dark hair flecks gray through the for the gentleman um a very short beard the woman has auburn hair again with these flecks of gray through it um quite a beautiful face with a few wrinkles very dark rings under her eyes uh, and then the two children look to be yeah, quite young again that that dark black hair very um similar to their father um the girl looks slightly older than the boy both dressed in, in quite nice clothes all of them are dressed in very nice very nice clothes the girl in particular um lots of strips of ribbon sort of around this was a very expensive dress that she's wearing um and again they look they look young under 10 the girl probably around eight the boy maybe around six or five but the woman in this picture looks to be in her late forties. Late forties, yeah, and early fifties. Yes, they do. Luther, now, this you, is a biologically amidst us. Perhaps she is nicking children. Well, I was oh, going to um, check, uh, Luther. Can you have a look at this? Can you see if they got the same features, all the family? Like, is this baby a relation? Well, I would be out of. You can't see the baby's oh, face at all. All you can see I'll is a, a swaddled form in the blanket. I'll definitely check out the uh, the painting, but the journal never mentioned anything of a baby. Now, I'm putting two and two together here, just an assumption. Michael Durst could very well be that baby. Maybe that's how Michael Durst fell, falls into this family hierarchy. It doesn't come up in the journal. And look, it might not be the case, I'm not sure, but... Every every family member was accounted for, and then this baby shows up, and and then suddenly this Michael Durst shows up. So this could very well be what we're looking at. Well, yeah, but was he put at a normal size seat, or was there a baby seat there for him? Also, um, isn't it a bit weird that um, Rose and Thorn didn't have last names on their nameplates, but Michael did? And that their names are also Rose and Thorn, and then all of a sudden they swap to a regular name like Michael? Like, who goes for a, a garden <laughs> theme for children and then swaps to Michael? What should they have called? Stem. Leaf. Yeah, stem. Root. Leaf. Root. <laughs> you know, that's Asylum. interesting. That's this interesting. is my baby, Stamen. <laughs> 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 Sorry. Zion. You make a good point there, though, Tiffler. Um, that one has the last name, but the other two don't. So maybe it might not be the baby, might might be an adult or something like that, but I guess we'll find out as we... Maybe the baby daddy. 
Maybe the baby daddy. It seems unlikely that a baby is by this um, this woman as well, biologically speaking. It seems improbable for her to have a well, child. But you're also a goat, Theo, so, you know, anything could happen. <laughs> this is a fair point. Perhaps they operate in not people years. Is this family human by the looks of him? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely human. No elves, no nothing like that. Could be a half elf. No, not a half elf actually. Probably too old looking. What's in the background? Anything like the castle? Good question, Jonor. The background is a room that you don't recognize. Um, You can see that it has a high ceiling. Um, There are what look to be um, shields or coat of arms on the wall behind them, probably the Durst coat of arms. Um, you can see that it is uh, two axes crossed over a splintered tree uh, trunk. Um, yeah, room you don't recognize. Long, thick red velour curtains. Maybe a bedroom or a sitting room somewhere else in the house. Fair enough. Right, well, I Might think do. that we go question. through this door here if we're going to keep moving through. So yeah, the, I should also describe, yeah, standing suits of armour flank the doors to the north and south. Wow. Um, two I'll suits of armour on each one. Yeah. yeah, And magic? No magic. No, Jonor. And, and actually, I would say your detect magic is probably wearing off now. Yeah, but yeah. but no no magic at all. No magic on these um, on these armours at all. Uh, they just look like normal suits of armour. Um, not particularly well made. Very thin. These don't look like actual armour. It looks like these are decorative suits of armor to be to be put up and displayed um the iron is very thin it's a bit cheap it's not very well um actually the joints aren't very well uh maintained you can actually see parts where the armor has kind of fallen in a bit and isn't quite sitting properly yeah it doesn't doesn't look anything interesting um the doors also both the door to the north and south are carved with these intricate designs the one towards the south is carved with figures dancing around uh the one towards the north uh looks like it is carved with um symbols of scrolls and books uh the marble staircase behind you continues up as well the spiral continues up to another floor above you yeah it's three-story over here is that a fireplace hmm Another fireplace. This one um, lit with a very small, probably a dying fire from the looks of it. Um, yeah. It sounds as though there will be a library to the north and a ballroom to the south, perhaps. How'd you work that out? There's pictures on on the on the doors. Surely, even you could read the picture book. Well, it could be anything. That's a bit. Yeah. Well, right. uh, <laughs> I mean. I'd love to see whatever is in this library in this northern room. Um, can we have a peek inside? Oh, so now all of a sudden you're taking point, are you? Let's respect Grinner, Mr. Grinner here, and um, let's go through the bottom door first, I reckon. We'll get to that, Jonah. Don't, don't you worry about that. Oh, okay. We'll just have a quick sticky beak here, and, you know, if if you want to take the lead, Jonah, be my guest, mate. You can take the lead. Would you like to be in charge, mate? Uh, I, I can open the top door, maybe. Sure. All right. Let's do that then. He wants to go that way. I'll lead her on with, with you guys. <laughs> with you okay. guys. Right. So, Grinner, as you open the door, the second the door opens, you hear a note trailing off. Doom. As if someone played a piano key, and just as you open the door, stop playing the piano. This note just trails off into nothing. Could we hear the piano before we enter? No, you could not. 
the room itself the room itself is huge um easily easily 20 feet by 40 feet um you can see that it is beautifully laid out this is definitely um some sort of uh ballroom exactly right gossamer drapes covering the windows of this elegantly appointed hall uh brass plated chandelier hanging from the ceiling upholstered chairs line the walls and you can see stained glass wall hangings depicting beautiful looking men women and children singing dancing playing instruments uh a piano uh rests in the southeastern sorry southwestern corner um, it looks to be in fairly good condition. The ivory keys glisten as if recently polished. And near the fireplace in the far eastern wall is a large standing harp. Um, across the mantelpiece of the fireplace, alabaster figurines of well-dressed dancers, mostly female, um, are moving and graceful, almost like ballet dancers. Their limbs and bodies curled around in these elegant displays of dexterity. Uh, Theodore, you head over to the piano. Yeah, it's it's a nice looking piano. Um, polished dark wood outer casing, the ivory keys, um, looking well maintained and and well played. And you can see there is some sheet music um, still in position. Uh, what languages do you speak, Theodore? Um, I speak uh, common, druidic, yep. um, elvish, and sylvan. Elvish. Ooh, sylvan. Uh, so. Elvish, this march um, is called the Ballad of the Ten Dancers. Uh, the note we heard as we were coming in, was that played on the piano? It sounded like a piano note, sort of dying um, off, yeah. I'd like to play that exact note again. Mm. And are you are you proficient in any instruments, Theodore? You're proficient in a lot yeah. of instruments being a satyr. I, I am. I'm, I'm going to add that you don't have perfect pitch, but you know a G when you hear one. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, you, you play a G on the piano. As it echoes through, you watch as all of the gossamer drapes flicker and move as if rustled by the wind. The harp just plays these descending notes down and the fireplace grows brighter. The fire in the hearth rising, flames turning a, a bright orange and red colour. Do I think I could emulate that, like, decreasing scale there? Yeah, the it's just, just, it literally just went just down the scale. G, F, E, D. Yeah, of course you can. Yeah, doom, 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 doom. As you do, the harp does this trill. Uh, everyone in the room who is not Theodore, I need you to make me a charisma saving throw. Oh, I'm very charismatic. Damn. A negative one. For that's that. everyone else. That's everyone. Uh, 15 for Jonor, natural 20, oh, 19 God. for Tithler, Luther 18, <laughs> Grinner 3. Grinner, the music, this this beautiful trilling of the harp, and I should say theatre as well, you watch as the piano begins playing itself, matching the tune of the harp. It's a beautiful waltz. And Grinner, you just find yourself moving naturally into the waltz. You watch as Grinner begins dancing around, doing a very good waltz around the room. Um <laughs> As Grinner does this, rising from the ground, you watch as spectral figures rise up and begin dancing around, waltzing with Grinner. These semi-transparent apparitions look to be men and women, humans, dressed in finery, just dancing around the room in time to the music. Um, the A woman who rises up and starts dancing with you, Grinner, you, you don't notice that she's semi-transparent. A beautiful, beautiful... 
beautiful woman is dancing with you. You can see she's got, and to you, she's beautiful. She's got half a lit cigarette still in her mouth. Most of her hair <laughs> is pinned back. She's got almost all her teeth and she's oh, just she dancing with you. lovely. Yeah, yeah. Hello, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you see her smile and yeah, there's only one tooth missing. You're like, ooh. <laughs> as she's dancing with you um, big stomping boots on underneath you to just begin dancing around you guys watch as Grinner dances around this room for about sort of a minute and then the music ends the Wait. figures oh yeah sorry while they're dancing do you so, want to do something Lisa? no no so do we see the figures we see the figures you see the figures everyone does Grinner does Grinner see them as actual like proper like people or Grinner sees them as transparent but he's not thinking about that right now he's lost in the yeah, music dancing with the, the music. dancing with his dream woman <laughs> she's almost got the full set lads yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um all she needs is a bloody great hound and we're set um as as the song ends the last note sort of dying away the figures stop bow to their partners and then fade away into nothingness. Grinna bows back. Yeah, she smiles at you, gives you a cheeky wink. And as she bows, you can see there's a tattoo of an anchor on her on her upper arm as she like leans oh. down on the gown, falls slightly, and then she vanishes into nothingness. Oh, you cheeky bitch. Come back here. <laughs> um, the music fades. The figures go away. The fire dies back down and goes back to its normal, normal height. What do I feel um, like an idiot? What? Do- <laughs> That's up to you. You you know that you just danced a waltz with a beautiful woman who has now just disappeared, and in your mind, your brain sort of catching up. Oh yeah, they were transparent. Oh, they were like they looked like ghosts. Um, um, uh, <laughs> right, Theo, get the fuck you were, away from that piano, eh? Didn't there, realize you were much of a uh, dancer there, Grinner. I did not either. That was uh, the yeah. best performance of my fucking life. Not going to lie to you. She was fucking gorgeous, though, for a ghosty. I tell you what, <laughs> for a <Pretty> ghosty. Good, <laughs> um, so, so the, the music that it played out was that the sheet music that was yeah, on there? Yeah, it was the sheet music. Okay. Right. right, no need to play. That I'm just oh. gonna go over to the piano and open up the. I'm assuming it, it looks like it's a grand or a baby grand or something. Baby grand. Yeah. Um, lift up the the lid and already start. half open. Yeah. Good. I'm gonna start pulling piano wire out of it. Uh, no, do not harm the instrument, Mr. Grinner. as you start, that. as you start defacing the piano, as you reach in and grab a section uh, of the wires, it, it feels like you've just been stung. And as you pull your hand back, blood drips from your fingers where they've been cut by the wires inside. Um, uh, you take what the fuck was that? two points of damage as the piano wire cuts into you, and it's almost like it snapped at you. The lid thump, slams down. I tried to warn you, you should not harm the beautiful well, instruments. No, it is but normally crime. they don't fight back, you know? Perhaps not physically, but the emotional scars would leave more damage than a, a, a wire cut across your hand. Who's got a bandage? This is, this really fucking hurts. Yeah, come I over here, let me look after you. The, I'm a medical genius. Is <laughs> it true she is? And- she gets out some of her king's foil and spits in her hand and rubs it all together and smushes it in your hand. And- yeah, um, Grinna, you've now got a bloody mess of, of uh, spit, spit weeds and blood in your hand. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> That's not, it's not sanitary, it's healing. You know it's what? Clean. I've had worse in my head. I'm not going to question it at this point. You- I'm just going to wrap a bandage around it. Okay, yeah, you just tear off a bit of bit of bandage and wrap it around. Yeah, absolutely. As you bandage it, Grinna, that still stings a bit. 
That's how you know it's healing. Right. <laughs> I don't... I mean, I had a lovely experience in this room, but I don't need another one. Should we clear out? Um, I just want to quickly check one thing real quick. I'm going to use my magnifying glass. You, you were talking about, like, the figures dancing yeah. in, like... The tapestry or something. There's um, figurines over the fireplace, over the mantle. Um, a, a relief, yeah, a relief of, of dancers. So you said there was them, but they also said before that there was something else on the door. The there's wood, wooden figures. Oh, you uh, said uh, figures. along the the wall there was there was. Oh, paintings. Yeah, tapestries. Yeah, sorry, sorry. I did yeah, say yeah. I'm so where those? I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna start looking because we've just had these figures come out, start dancing, and look around. Yeah. At all these dancing figurines and this, yeah, this, this Luther, roll me an investigation check. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm using my magnifying glass too. You so. have an advantage. Seventeen twenty-two, Luther. The figures that were dancing in the room look very similar to the ones in the tapestries. Very similar. Is that even sad as I'm looking? Yeah, even oh, Grinner's even Grinner's girl is there in the background of the tapestry. Taking a drag on this half cigarette outside the window in the tapestry. Does she have this? Does she have that anchor tattoo? That not really visible at the moment. She's not. She's not showing <laughs> it off right now. So obviously, yeah. I don't know about it. But no. But Luther, as you look through as well, there's also now Rinna in the tapestry dancing. Oh. I probably don't show Grinner that. That'll freak him out. In the middle one. There is now an embroidered grinner. Or, well, I wouldn't say now. There is an embroidered grinner dancing in the tapestry. I might let that one be. I don't want to tell Grinner that. That will probably scare the shit out of him. Uh-huh. <laughs> unless, unless he's like... Unless people are hovering behind me looking actively with me. Because I'll be pointing out, oh, this figure, this figure. Oh, Grinner, is that the girl that you were dancing with? And then um, I would look and I'd probably stop for a second and be silent. Um, if anyone else is hanging on my shoulder, they no, can have I'm a look and see it. Hand. Yeah. Surely Grinner went over and put a hand up longingly on her, right? Like, no, no. He's patching his hand up. He's got blood all over his hand up. Would you have come to check out that girl again? Well, unless you've actually said that she's you saw her in there. I would have told you that, yeah, because yeah. I got the magnifying glass and pointing things out. I'm like, oh, I, no, uh, I fucking run over. Grinner's, that's Grinner's, isn't I run Grinner, Isn't that someone that... Yeah. Yeah, Grinna, as you, as you push her out of the way, yeah, you can see her in the background of the tapestry. That's the... that saucy bitch I was dancing with. <laughs> um, and then I would trail over. To the next tapestry along, and that's where you see Grinna. I wouldn't, I'm not going to say nothing. Um, mm -hmm. I'll probably quickly move away. I, yep. Obviously, magnifying glass, but if he looks hard enough, you'll see it. Yeah. I'm, I'm just staring at my lovely lady. Mm. Okay, I'm not going to say anything about Grinner then. I didn't um, get her name. Luther, as you get to the last tapestry, dancing to the music, not in this ballroom. All, all, all the other tapestries depict this ballroom. The very last tapestry doesn't. It depicts a much grander space, a much older space, massive high vaulted ceilings rising above, and dancing in the middle of a room of very hard-to-make-out figures, you see that same figure. The dark-haired man in the armor, this time now wearing a, a very fancy black and red suit, dancing with this raven-haired woman as they hold each other close, dancing in the middle of this massive ballroom. This is not the same space that you are in right now and all the other tapestries depict. This is somewhere far grander. Is, um, is that golden-haired man there? No, you can't see the golden-haired man at all. Oh, 22. Sorry, I was going 17. 22. Yes, he is, Luther. He's outside oh. the window, staring in. Oh, on this okay. tapestry, yeah. Creepy. 
And um, the figurines, anything with them? As you have a bit of a look, I'll use your same investigation from before. Um, Yeah, almost all of them depict dancing figures. However, some of them are skeletons. Oh. Hmm. Um, These aren't all... uh, These are some of the skeletons, which is uh, quite interesting. (laughs) This this room has given me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, let's get out of here. I gotta go find that girl's name. We need to search harder. Maybe she's in the library I'd somewhere. In one of the books. Bring, when everyone starts walking out, I'll probably drag Jonah real quick. Because yeah. me and Jonah will have like a. We do know each other. Yeah. We're gonna build up a bit of a rapport. Um, and I'll sort of quickly, as everyone's walking out, I'll quickly sort of show Jonah. I'm like, look, is, is it just me or can you see that as well? And I point to Grinner in the. Paint. Oh, yeah. Jonah, that's Grinner. Uh, I turn to look backwards if he's not there. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. He's in. That's, uh, that's embroidered. He's embroidered in there now. None of us are, but he is. And he's the one dancing. Oh, yes. okay. Just do, if other people have danced, that mean they'll be in there as well. Is there anyone Maybe, else? Maybe I don't know, there? but um, he's there, and he's saucy bitches in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Theodore, you're back in the main hallway. As you yep. walk past, your passive perception is better than thirteen, isn't it? I think it's a fourteen. It is fifteen. Fifteen. The nice. paintings changed, Theodore. It's not the same as it was before. On the door. Uh, the big no, painting Durst above family. the fireplace, the Durst family. Uh. Now, you can see the two children are off towards the side of the picture, almost by themselves, looking sad and forlorn. Their clothes no longer looking really fancy, looking a bit threadbare. And they look a bit malnourished as well. The man, the large, um, dark-haired man with the flecks of grey is now standing off towards the far side of the painting, away from his children and wife, holding another woman close to him. She looks young, maybe late 20s, wearing servant's clothes, a, a white apron, um, hair bound back in underneath a white uh, a white bun, and they are holding a smiling, happy baby boy, hand reaching up to grab onto the finger of the woman. And in the very middle of the painting glaring daggers across at the older man is the wife hair no longer just tied back neatly now a bit ragged and almost a crow's nest a bird's nest just wild one hand is dripping with blood and her her expression looking at the father is one of pure venom ah the old You'll shack up with the maid trick. Hey, what are you talking about? Uh, Grinner, you now see this painting too. Look at the painting. The it, There's something spooky going on, but it seems as though Mr. Durst was having a dalliance with the, with the maid. Perhaps that's where this extra baby come from. And um, yeah. it seems Madame Durst is a bit, um, bit fucked off by this. It would make a lot of sense. Um... Owen, what colour is the baby's hair? Is it visible? Uh, the baby is mostly bald. Very thin wisps of what look to be a light brown. <gasps> light brown. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. Well, I don't know what the fuck that means. So me, yeah. me and Journal will probably walk think... in halfway through this yeah. and be like, oh, sorry, Tiffley, go first. I, I think the picture means that um, the Mr. and Mrs. Durst aren't together anymore. Um, oh, and it looks like 
the babies from the other new Mrs. Durst. I think that's what this means. Yeah, I, I understand that, but what the fuck they do move it around? It's a painted. They're not supposed to be doing that. Oh, sure, that problem. Yeah, that's scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that gives me the spooks. Damn, that um, that's not that's not good. Right, that's not good. Uh, are, are we all ready here? Are we ready? Yeah, I can I can do the next room. Um, let me let me go first. I can right. I can kick all the door right. in. Yeah, well, right, he said he would let him off. Guys, off he goes, you know. <laughs> Jonah, you open that. open the door. Um, yeah, looking inside, you can see what looks to be a library, a really, really nice library. Red velvet drapes cover the windows of the room. An exquisite mahogany desk and matching high back-faced chair um, are near the entrance in the fireplace, above which hangs a framed picture of a windmill perched atop a crag overlooking farmland. Situated in the corners of the room are two beautiful comfy looking sofas floor to ceiling bookshelves line the wall uh, on your right hand side and you can see a rolling wooden ladder allows one to more easily access the upper shelves as you rotate it round. on the desk you can see there is um an oil lamp a jar of ink quill in the jar of ink a tinderbox and a red wax candle some blank sheets of parchment and a wooden seal bearing the Durst family insignia, uh, those two crossed axes and the shattered length of wood. And that's what I'm you see, Jenna. I'm going to pick up the seal. You pick up the seal? Yeah. And the candle and yep. just... You never know if we need to forge nothing. Not that I could do that, but I'm sure one of you lock it and I'm just going to jam it in my bag. Yeah, done. Yeah. Uh... There's another room. Perhaps you should go look at this windmill with your magnifying glass. See if you can see anything spooky. I could, uh, I could have a quick look at that for you. Yeah, Luther, do you want to roll me another investigation check? Okay. With advantage, eleven and eight. Luther, as you look over the painting of the windmill, nah, nothing really stands out to you. I mean, it's, again, an older painting. You can see the windmill looks to be probably in the act of spinning. The, there's a slight hint of motion um, that's been added to the painting. No, nothing, nothing too interesting. Hmm. I can't, I can't personally see anything um, from using my magnifying glass or such. The uh, maybe like the it looks to be a motion, the the windmill. But other than that, I yeah, I'm not. Which is weird. Like every painting has had something about it. So this one. I can't find nothing in it, unfortunately. What about these um, bookshelves? Uh, so yeah. How do they relate to the libraries of uh, my previous, you know? Town? Oh no, this is it's a, it's a good library, but nothing compared to what your family had. As, as you look over the bookshelves, yeah, there's some interesting books. You can see there's some books on history. Um, there's some books on um, alchemy. So I think what else would be in there? Um, um, he would be looking for something like he's interested in good and evil and any like particularly outstanding creatures that are really good or really evil is going to take his, uh, his fancy. No, no bestiaries or anything like that. As you sort of grab a book at random journal, this one seems to be talking about the rise and fall um, of the draconic nation. As you open the book, you watch as the ink on the page slowly turns to dust and begins spilling off off the page, leaving it blank. I've, I would never would have seen that before, hey? No. 
<laughs> um, no. Oh wow! Look at this book. It's it just the ink just disappeared. Did anyone else see that? Did, did anyone? Jonah holds no. up a blank book. The, the pages what? are blank, or at least the two pages he has open are blank. Are all of the pages blank? Uh, let's let's have a look. And I um I get come come have a look at this. And three, two, one, and then flips it over. You watch as again the letters instantly begin turning to dust and falling down at your feet. Uh, who who's looking at this book by the way? Jonor is. And is anyone else looking oh, at the I book am. with Jonor? Yeah, Bruna I'm is. Probably, I would look now that he's like Luther. Maybe. Yep. Cool, cool, cool. All right, yeah, Jonah, you watch as the, the ink turns to dust and falls off the page. What's the name? That's some draconic history book. Yeah, The Rise and Fall of the Draconic Nation. Mm. Can I pick another, pick another book off the shelf at random? And yeah, Grinham, you does pick up. Um, this one seems to be talking about um, uh, the tracking and stalking of forest game. And as you pull it out and look, open it up, the letters just turn to dust, the ink turning to this black dust that falls off onto the floor. This is a stupid fucking library. Well, I, I feel sorry for these books. I don't know what's going to waste here. Don't, don't open any more up. All right. I pop back out into the hallway and have a look at the picture and see if anything's changed. No, still the same now. Right. Um, um, what I would like to do with the books mm-hmm. is look at... So all of them, the ones that haven't been touched would still have like like dust would have settled i'm looking for any books that might have been um, might have unsettled the dust to sort of indicate like recent like oh if anyone's recently tried to yeah okay as you have a bit of a look um looking over the bookshelves no signs of any books that have been undisturbed there's actually no dust in this room at all the room itself is really clean um do you want to roll me an investigation check Okay. 13. 13. Yeah, as you have a look over, no, no, no um, books that have been moved recently. You have a bit of a look over, you've stuck pulling on the books. Mm, they're all just books in bookshelves. Nothing interesting there for you at all. Joan is there, so I'll probably ask, um, hey, Joan, can you come over here for a quick look and just have a, have a bit of a look around with me? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Joan, do you want to make an investigation check? Uh, absolutely. 19. Yeah, Jonah, you look over the books. Again, no no real interesting things behind the books. No, um, no, I mean, no books have recently been disturbed that you can see from the dust as you begin sort of pulling on some of them at random. There's nothing really of interest here. The, there's, the books cover a wide range of topics, but doesn't seem to be anything else that you can see. There, um, this room does have the red velvet curtains like the painting downstairs had, I believe. Yes, it does. Um, and also in that, that picture, there were um, the, all five of them together happily, the mum, dad, and two kids, and baby were all together at that time. That's right. Can I can I have a look and see if, uh, you know, just from stories that Grin has heard about, you know, libraries always have secret doors. That's just a yeah. thing that libraries have. Okay. Um, so can I look... Uh, like on the ground in front of all of the bookshelves and just make a slow loop of the room and see if there's any like scratch marks, drag marks, anything that would indicate yeah, any of these panels swinging any out. Air, any air drafts as well. Survival. Uh, oh, no, sorry, I would say perception or investigation check, Grinner. I'd probably give him the help action because we're yeah, right sure. there looking at it with him. Help, okay. Nine, not great. 
19, oh, bit better. better. 19 and 19, perfect. Just as Jonor gets a back around the other side of the bookshelf and begins sort of looking over the desk, Jonor, underneath the desk is a button. And just as you see this, Grinner, you and Luther together spot a series of scrape marks over in the far side of the bookshelves. Um, on the floor, very faint, very hard to see. Jonah, as you press this button, you watch as one of the bookshelves begins opening up, revealing a secret room. There's no fucking way. There's no fucking way. <laughs> you know, look, that's a... Uh... Ooh, that's a bit... Okay. No one... Inside the room, this. inside the room, you can see there are bookshelves packed with tomes, um wall again uh, floor to ceiling um you can see a heavy wooden chest with clawed iron feet standing against the south wall its lid half closed sticking out of the chest is a skeleton in leather armor you can see that the torso and legs are part are out and then the top of the torso is being partly crushed by the uh by the chest um you can also see that the skeleton appears to be clutching something in its hand, but the hand is still inside the chest. Look at that silly prick fell into the fucking box. Look at this, Jodor. What the fuck? Look at this. Can I do a nature or a survival roll to see if that yes. chest is all above board? Of course you can. What would that be? Uh, your choice. I'd say survival, perception, investigation. I'll go the... Um, I'll ask survival. Survival, yeah. I thought you might. Oof. 13. Um, you can see that the chest is definitely not above board. The human or humanoid who was killed by this thing probably wasn't killed by the chest. Sticking inside its rib cage, one of the um, one of these actually still embedded half into the bone looks to be some darts. Um, I flag yeah. this to, to the group. Uh, be careful, friends. The, uh, the chest appears to be mostly normal, but... That skeleton has been taken down by some kind of dart, whether that's set up as a trap in there, blow darts from the side. I would say with a 13, Theodore, you can see a string that has been severed still hanging down from the top of the chest ah. on the inside, a very faint, almost like a fish, like fishing line. I, um, well, the chest was indeed previously trapped, is what I can yeah, deduce I think this, with my... Yeah, I think our friend here uh, is the one that triggered it. Well, hold on. It's better to be safe, Dead. Sorry. I'm going to pull another random book off the shelf. Yep. And just hold it out. Jonah, is this important to you? You look at this way. Is this important? Jonah, the uh, title of the book is um, uh, The Mating uh, Habits of the Great Southern Albatross. Before he gets a chance to answer, I, I just dig <laughs> it at the chest. The book strikes the top of the chest. Do you want to make me an attack roll, please, Grinner? You can use your throne improvised weapon. Throne improvised. Which is one of your... I can do that. You can. I've set these up for you. You have. Except now it's not wanting to work. Like a fucking legend. Press the little red dice that appears next to it. Fucking legend. When you hover over it, a little red dice will appear. 14. Yeah, that's... Don't even bother rolling damage. As the book strikes the top of the chest, the force crunches the chest down. The skeleton (laughs) snaps in half. Um, The half inside the chest you hear like rattle into the chest. The other half... And scatter across the floor. Right. Well, I've effectively uh, disabled any traps involved in that box. I think we're thank, all good now. Thank you. Thank you. Perfect. I'm just here to help you, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> you are um, very I'll helpful. Start, oh, thanks. I'll start to testing detect magic as well. If we're still hanging around, 
10 minutes okay yep no worries um, I, I don't want to be that girl but i don't think we should just sit here for 10 minutes well we're not going to sit here we're going to go have a look at some things like what yeah. the fuck we'll, is in that chest we'll keep looking and such while he does his thing okay well uh, yeah let's go look into the chest Perfect, yeah, Theodore, you, you open up the yeah, chest. I'll go over there with him. Yeah, inside you can see half a skeleton, uh, having been crushed in half by the chest. Um, oh, you can also see, uh, half a skeleton <laughs> inventory. Um, you can also see uh, inside there looks to be um, three tightly bound uh, scrolls, uh, lengths of, of um, paper bound up with a red ribbon. Um, you can see there are some other uh, tightly bound notes inside a leather pouch as well. You can see the paper still sticking out of them. Um, you can also see clutched in the now shattered hand of the skeleton, a letter that has now opened up as it's dropped onto the uh, onto the floor of the chest. Um, Theater, as you pick it up and have a look, you read, Masters Gustav and Elizabeth, your request for additional giant relics is one which I sadly cannot grant. You and your servant Abram have already taken all the devices I have recovered, and my latest salvage operation will not return for another few months. Furthermore, I urge you to be careful with the devices I have already provided to you. My researchers and I have not yet had sufficient time to fully ascertain their function. I am sure I need not remind you of the disastrous consequences wrought by improper experimentation of these giant relics in the now-destroyed city of Sabratius. As I read your last correspondence, I can't help but feel some reticence in acquiescing to your previous requests. I require your word in writing that these items are for display only, and that you have no intention of trying to use them in any practical sense, magical or mundane. I await your response eagerly. Dr. Audrin Filivar. I'll paste that into chat for you. Actually, I can, I can actually share that with you. Oh, I can share that with you on, the, uh, on Roll20. I don't know why sure. I'm saying it like that. And, um, so yeah, I'll pocket that. Anything in those scrolls? Uh, as you peel open the scrolls and have a look, yeah, man, these look like magic scrolls. There's text all over them. Oh, my goodness. There's all sorts of magic shit on these. Um, as a person who casts magic, you do recognize these. There are three spell scrolls. One spell scroll of bless, one of protection from poison, and one for spiritual weapon. I will paste these into chat because a certain wizard may want to um, have access to that. Uh, there you go. You should now all have that in your handouts. Uh-huh. Nice. Enjoy. The, um, the skeleton that got crushed, yes. was it wearing any clothes? The clothes have decayed and tattered. Probably was once wearing leather armor with clothes underneath, but they have rotted into nothing. In complete contrast, the rest of the room is free from dust and is pristine. Is there anything special about the books on these shelves? They seem to be of a oh, different Theodore. topic. Yeah, man. As you have a bit of a look at the books, you see a lot of very dark tomes, none with titles. And as you pull one out and have a bit of a look, very quickly you get a bit of an ominous sense. These tomes are talking about all sorts of creatures. They seem to be focused on monsters. This is get Joan or excited. There's discussions about demons and devils creatures of immense power created during the ruin um, that have been created by the god Asmodeus and there's fears that these creatures with their monstrous appearance and monstrous power will be turned on the world, set loose and attack people Um, there's also discussions on immortals and the concept of immortality, in fact 
theatre, as you look through, most of the books actually seem to touch on this topic, the idea of endless life. One of the books, and I just want to see how much you get out of this. Could you please roll me a uh, arcana or a history check, please? Okay, let's go the arcana. Okay, nice. Yeah, we'll see how much you get. Eight. There's some mention of... um, remnants of power you don't really know what this is talks about these things called gifts or blessings I'm not really sure what that's about either i i take that one and, and a couple of the ones about the creatures of asmodeus and yeah so i know journal would be would be keen on those and oh journal's um, at half mast for these books as you as you hand <laughs> over the books on demonology yeah journal i mean the these are not so much scientific or research tomes, but there's still a lot of information. Demons haven't really been seen in Nostea since the ruins, since they were sealed away in the nine layers of the hells. Occasionally, someone will be able to cast magic powerful enough to break through the planar block, the, the damage to planar travel that happened during the the, um, the disappearance of the giants. Sometimes a wizard will be powerful enough and a demon will get through, but it's very rare. Sometimes they get through on their own, but again, almost unheard of demons really interesting and as you start pouring through this yeah there's there's a lot of good first-hand accounts of of demon attacks and you're like yeah wow great boom you've got this this is awesome you can add book on um demonology to inventory if you like awesome um i would say that uh, would he have an intuition about you know powerful books are also dangerous and would i be like hmm should i open this first before like yeah sometimes Um, you got you don't get the sense that any of these books are magical in nature. I'm going to assume you haven't... Oh, you have cast Detect with detect Magic. So, yeah, as you look through, none of these books are magical in nature. Um, so you don't get the sense that reading the knowledge will, will hurt you. Having that knowledge may change the way you act or the way you think, but that's just yeah. that's just normal book, normal book power. <laughs> yeah, <fair enough. laughs> just classic book, book ability. This is a great pick, Theodore. Yeah, thank you so much. I can I will use these when I get back to the to my uh, my study. That sounds so sus. Oh, I'll use them for understanding. I'm not going to summon summon demons. I can't do that. It's Yet. true. We can't do that. Is that because magic isn't real? Is just mirrors. <laughs> Looks disappointingly, disapprovingly. <laughs> I'm just looking uh, at Luther. Uh, <laughs> I just sort of look at Teeth there and just sort of. Remember, that like was your joke that you up. made, that, and it was funny. <laughs> there was about uh, the joke that magic uh, isn't real. Uh, Do you remember? Trying to make a joke. Yeah, yeah what's because I, I couldn't you're, stop giggling. That was how it. What? You make a joke. Gentlemen, Madam Titler, shall we proceed upstairs? <laughs> Absolutely, anything to get out of this conversation. Alrighty, I will move you guys upstairs if you could stay still for me, please. Was there no more magic as well? No more magic. No. Um, as you look around, no more, no more magic. Unfortunately. Is there anything on that desk before we head off? I don't think any of us actually checked the desk properly. I read out loud what it was. It was just mundane things. Nothing that interesting. Um, I should also say the other things that you find in that chest, um, Theodore, uh, is the deed to the house, Durst Manor the deed to a windmill um, and a signed will. The will has been torn apart and is unreadable. Well, if the will is unreadable and I am now the holder of the deed, 
This is now the Ursa Manor. <laughs> nice. Well, welcome to my home, friends. I I believe you've already sampled my wine and moved my chairs. Well, out of curiosity, if you claim this place, can you move shit around in it? Is that how it works? I suppose legally. Well, no, I mean, with, with your fucking mind, shit seems to be moving around on its own, right? Can you zippity-do shit around the place now? <laughs> oh, can I zippity-do shit around the place now? Uh, how, how, do you, how do you do that? How do you zippity-do shit around the place? All right, as Theodore puts his, puts his fingers to his temple and concentrates, nothing happens. Yeah, I don't think you're the no. owner, mate. I, I do not think owning a house is equivalent to being able to move the contents of your mind. Well, I don't know. I've never owned one. Not in this fucking economy. Mine? You've never owned a mine? <laughs> no, that neither, Tifla. Let's be honest, mate. I just go where I'm told to do what I'm told. Alrighty. Mm. As you guys... Quick thing, sorry, Owen. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Really quick. With the skeleton, did that have... That was a skeleton, right? Skeleton. Yeah. Yep. And no, no, nothing to it. No, all, all, um, there, I mean, there is a small dagger that has rusted and, and corroded the leather, even around the hilt has turned to almost like a powdery dust. The clothes completely rotted. It looks like it's been here for decades, even, maybe even yeah. hundreds of years, but the rest of the house is pristine. Okay, that's weird. <laughs> As you guys walk up the spiral staircase towards the third floor, you feel this strange sense like you're being watched. And as... Who's going first? Me. As Grinner steps up onto the top landing for the very first time, this ominous creaking and shaking moves through the house. And you watch Jonah with your detect magic up as Grinner steps on the top, top stair. He steps on a sigil a glowing sigil, invisible to the eye, that you can see with your detect magic. And as he steps on it, the sigil goes dark. And the illusion magic around the house, very, very high level of illusion magic, suddenly starts to fade and dissipate. You watch as cracks begin moving through the walls. You hear the windows shatter slightly as the glass cracks inside. Dust suddenly appears over all of the surfaces. The metal of the railings you watch as it tarnishes in real time this um almost like a verdigris green burning across the copper like veins through it um the carpet f- just rots instantly under your feet turns to this brown sludge the warmth inside this house turns to a deep chill and all fire goes out plunging you into darkness well, there goes the value of my house. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, you, you stood on a, um, a sigil there, and um, it was illusionary magic. Uh, right, it's all gone now. Um, it, hey, we should check out that decanter of wine. Yeah, whip out my well, wine. Yeah, I could use um, a fucking drink right there. It probably was wine once, but it's just this dark brown sludge. No. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you guys are drinking that. That's Um, in your stomachs. No one ate the food. (laughs) The three people who drank the brown sludge as the illusion magic vanishes. I need constitution saving throws from Grinner, Jonor, Theodore. 
Cheers, yeah, buddy. Ritter, yes. hey, there we go. Natural, not a natural one, an unnatural one. That's a one minus one. Is, sorry, two minus one is one. Thirty-one. Theodore, that's not going to go well for you. Grinner, that's oh, yeah, a that's six. Fair, given how much you've been drinking of it. That's not good. <laughs> Jonor, 21. Jonor, I mean, the, you, somehow the, the nerdy... Yeah bookworm somehow is able to resist this effect maybe it's maybe it's the presence of your own natural magic journal but you're able to ward off whatever this is ancestry he's a um yeah you know he's a yeah. um, an asmr, ASMR, yeah. ASMR so. yeah or is it um, that he's used to drinking he's, he's used to drinking sludge yeah, exactly right. uh all righty so uh theodore and grinner um this isn't great unfortunately i just want to apologize in advance um you feel extremely uncomfortable in your stomach. It's almost like your your insides are churning and boiling. You both gain one level of exhaustion. Oh, what a oh, that is. How'd I add that? So glad we didn't have the food. If that's all we got from yeah. the drink, you can add an active condition. Active conditions. Yeah. Do you want to add? Are oh, you guys I got good? I got you. Yeah. There you go, Gruner. I've got yours on. Thanks. One level of exhaustion. Great. Exhaustion level one's not too bad. And no, nothing else? No vomitus? Uh, you no just have disadvantage on ability checks. So it's not that bad. No vomitus. You do not throw up. You do not take any damage. Um, but as this, as this effect moves across you, you feel ill. You feel wrong. Something within you is, is not right. As this malaise sweeps across your, your body. Uh, at the top of the stairs, Grinner, is a large suit of armor, similar to the ones downstairs, just standing to attention, hand against the forehead. All right. Um, so, oh, the Jonah's yeah. obviously, so Tom's not here right now. Jonah's at the back the of the group. Does he yeah. see any other magic? The magic fades and disappears. Oh, and no, no, not from where he is at the bottom of the stairs. Right. I'm going to move up, the up to these doors over here. I'm assuming they're doors. Brilliant. Grinner, as you move past the armor, you watch as the hand reaches out and grabs you around the throat. I'm going to throw everybody oh, into oh, initiative. Oh, oh, damn. I'm going to throw everyone into initiative, so make sure to click on your token and then click roll initiative. I'll roll for Jonal while he's not here. I think that's the fairest way to do this. Um, oh, nat 20. That's not bad. Though. That's not bad. So bad. Uh, let me put some some music on. All right. I have to say something I can't say. Um, um, let's put on. Okay, so it's disadvantage and ability checks, not actually like combat. No, just just ability checks. Isn't initiative technically an ability check? No, it's not. It's okay. a different different thing. Sweet. Anyway, so... Alrighty, I will roll for journal. I clicked on journal's token. I have. Oh, this is spooky music. All right. Perfect. Let's you get wiped and fight one. <laughs> <laughs> no, you guys will be fine. Oh, no. Ta-da. Oh, and I just realized something. What's wrong, buddy? Initiative is a ability check. Oh, I'll give Jonah disadvantage. That's fine. Oh, no, Jonah's the only one who's fine. I better grab that too, then. Because well, I, 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 I was thinking, because my, my bard gets the... Uh, oh, just, still uh, pretty good. Yeah. Got a 19 and a 20. Okay, that's not bad. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I'm back on my um, my 11's fine. I was like an 11 and a 12. <laughs> this is very spooky music. I might. This is a bit too spooky. I might change it to. 
I don't know, that, that armor there got a lot spookier than it was previously. Mm-hmm. Like, I wouldn't move past that. <laughs> it's true, but it is a bit spooky. All right, that's better music. Okay, so, uh, in order of initiative, it's actually Teethler going first. However, the um, the suit of armor uh, does have a surprise round on account of it surprising you guys, um, which is appropriate because it's, it's second last anyway. Check it out, um, Grinner, the armor reaches out and grabs around your throat. Um, <laughs> uh, that is going to be, and then it tries to slam you against the wall. Um, 17, what's your armor class? Yeah, that'll hit. That'll hit. As it slams you against the wall, you take five bludgeoning damage as it slams you against the wall, um, still holding you in place. Uh, you can see the armor is leaking black smoke slowly out of the eye sockets and the joints of the armor. Um, Jonah, welcome to combat. I've rolled initiative for you. Um, and we're starting off the round with Tithla. Uh, well, Tithla has been walking around with her bow drawn this whole time. So yeah. it's only fair that she's quick on the draw to then let loose mm. that first arrow straight at this armor. Yeah, this this suit of armor. Uh, 13. 13 digit. Not quite enough as the arrow <laughs> just pings off the armor. Uh, all right, well, she's sort of going to stay on the edge of the stairway just to sort of keep out of people's way. That's fair. Um, anything else in your turn, Tifa? No, I don't think there's anything else Alrighty. at first level we can do. Grinner. <laughs> um, as this suit of armor slams you against the wall, it no longer has its hand around your neck anymore. That was just for flavor, so it is now your turn. Um, remind me what grappling does again. How grappling works. reduces its speed to zero, and I believe it has um, disadvantage on attack rolls. Let me have a quick look. Um, no, speed just becomes zero. Can you move something that you've grappled, like drag it? Around yes, the you can. Yes, you can. You can make a strength check to try and drag it, and you can move it at half your speed. Right. Okay. Um, well. Uh, Grinner getting knocked against the wall and being suddenly attacked is going to fly into a rage. Yep, that makes sense. A little cranky. Um, <laughs> uh, and then, um, hang on, where's my rage button? Sorry, I'm. Is there a rage button? Uh, I'm not sure no. if there is a rage button per se. Let me have a quick look on D and D Beyond. Um, oh yeah, there we go. I got we it. We found it. Good. I got it. Yep, yep, yep. Um, bonus plus two to melee damage with strength weapons. Okay. Uh, then I don't have a weapon on me, so I'm gonna. Um, does, Unarmed attacks. Does it have a weapon on it? No, it doesn't. It's just empty hands. And it's it's just armor, yeah. Just armor. Suit of armor seems to be attacking you somehow. <laughs> As if, um, as if animated. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming it, it doesn't look like I can just like pull bits of armor off it, does it? Uh, you, I mean, you can give that a go. You're not sure how that might work, but you can, you can certainly try. I'm going to try and pull his head off. Yep, absolutely. Uh, can you make me a strength check, please? Athletics check. Um, but ro- actually, roll a hit first. So roll as if it's a attack, um, uh, an unarmed attack. An uh, unarmed attack. Unarmed attack. This is good battle music. I like this. Twenty. Um, you grab onto its head and you try and rip it off. Um, just make me a. Actually, no. You can. I just say you can rip it off. So roll me. Roll me to attack as if you're doing an unarmed strike. Uh, 
Yep. Um, so roll the roll the damage. Sorry, I mean to say. Oh, the damage. Right. Okay. Yep. May as well. I'm happy to six damage. Nice. Yeah. As you as you reach out and tear the helmet off, the helmet is leaking black smoke, and you can see inside the whole armor is filled with this black smoke, almost moving it and and moving it around and, and animating it. And as you look inside the helmet, you see this smoke curling up and begin moving down your arm as if trying to grab you. I don't know what to do with that. I've that's all I can do. I've got his helmet <laughs> in my hands, and it looks like I'm ready to cool. use it. Great. Uh, Theodore, you're also right up next to the armor. Yeah, great place for me to be. Um, yeah, it'll be, it'll be getting a bit of the old primal savagery. Roll me some attacks, please. 20's good. 20's going to hit. And turns into a big claw. And then... There we go. Six damage. Nice. Did you watch... Acid damage. Oh, yeah, right. So, yeah, you watch as Theodore holds out his arm. It transforms into this massive claw. Almost um, it grows in size. And as you strike down this... Uh, how do you describe the acid? How does that work? Is it kind of like a secretion or is it just your sweat? Yeah, it's so corrosive. Claws, I'm yeah, Sort of imagine it just leaves like a trail that just slowly etches in, into the armor as, as the claws move past. Nice. I like that. As you crash across the armor, the acid seems to seep in, um, etching away and, and tarnishing the armor quite quickly. Uh, six damage. Nice. That's You guys are doing well. That's 18 damage in a single single round of combat so far. That's not bad. You guys are killing it. Uh, anything else in your turn, Theodore? Um, no, I'm good. Yeah, that, good? That, that'll do me. Yeah. Jodor. Yeah, he's. I'm going to see everyone piling onto it. He's going to be a little bit rattled to begin with, but he then figures out, oh, okay, I can. I know how to use a firebolt. Um, he then moves a bit up the stairs, gets <laughs> yep. a better, better angle. Yep. Um, grabs his hand and like just thinks about it, gets a bit of flame, and then just hurls it at the animated armor. Nice. Make me a make me a spell attack. Let's go. Twenty. Oh my god! Five fire damage. <laughs> Jonor, as your aim is true, as you summon this flame into your hand, uh, what does it look like? Is it just a normal fire? Does it have a bit of a golden glow to it? What does your fire yeah, look like? Gold, golden tinge. So usually there's a uh, smoke, uh, black smoke behind it. It's going to yep. be tinted with a bit of gold going to it. Nice. And then you just boom, hurl this bolt of fire. As it strikes into the armor, it actually caves in a section of the breastplate and the area burns and smolders where this... Um, this section of fire has begun etching away into it. Nice. Very nicely done. Anything yeah, else on your turn, Journal? He moves sort of down out of the Back way. Back down the stairs again. <laughs> just, just, check, just checking. Yeah. Yeah, that's, no, that's, that's good. That's that's very good. Journal, as you peer back down the stairs again, that painting on that second floor landing is a bit different. Oh, now cool. you can see the nursemaid looks like this ghostly spectral figure, half of her face eaten away. The children are two emaciated skeletons lying in the bottom corner of the picture. The wife in the center of the frame looks like a, the best way to describe her is a, a, a half rotten corpse floating above the, the ground, her legs turning into this sort of apparition and mist floating around her. And the father um, is hanging from a rope from the ceiling in the painting. Damn. Jesus Christ. There's a okay. model on that. Happy family. Happy family. Uh, and then, Jono, you, like, um, you see that 
I'd probably say that that doesn't look great. Um, I'm not going to make you roll a sanity check just for that, but it's not ideal. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, was also the, the dark-haired previous like husband on the left-hand side, the opposite side of the children? Or is that a different He's now the one hanging. You can't see his head oh, anymore, just the right. rope and the body hanging from the top of the painting, in, in, yep. in like painted in. Um, yep. All right, it's the armor's go. The armor doesn't like what you guys are doing. It's going to punch Grinner in the face and then follow up with a chop against Theodore. Uh, Grinna does a, let's see if these hit. Uh, wow. I've rolled so badly. Grinna 12 doesn't hit you, does it? Does not hit me. And Theodore, I'm guessing a 14 doesn't hit you. No, that definitely hits me. 14 definitely hits you. What's <laughs> oh, your yeah, armor? The, the, the 12 would oh, hit me, mate. That's right. That's right. I'm going to um, hold the helmet up so it hits the helmet rather than- Yeah, you just deflect the, the punch against that. As it goes to punch him in the face, you just hold the helmet up and it punches the helmet, the helmet crunching underneath its strike. Does um, damage to itself. Unfortunately not. Uh, <laughs> Theodore, you take five bludgeoning damage as this thing just chops down on your upper arm, cracking into the shoulder, bruising muscle and cracking bone. You hear this ominous inside as it cracks down. The leather armor, it does nothing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the animated armor, um, the black smoke leaking out of, seems to be leaking out much, much quicker now that it's taken a bit of damage. Uh, Luther, bring it up at the bottom of the round. <sighs> okay. How, so how hurt are Grinner and Theodore looking? Uh, I'm almost in- dead. In a non <laughs> in a non metagamey way, could you so describe how, you how grievous your injuries are? I Very think almost dead. I'm grievously injured, is what Theodore yeah. says. About half of my ribs are broken. Oh, for fuck's I'm sake! Crawling. If you're just gonna if you're gonna give it a percentage, you may as well just say I've got four hit points left out of eight. No, like, I got punched. <laughs> describe describe it in the zone and the in the. He's got a bloody mouth. He's yes. not looking great. Perfect. Maybe an arm's broken. One of his my ribs is cracked. Yeah. Unnatural the, angle. One of Theodore's arms is useless. It, it looks like the, the hit has dislocated his shoulder and cracked a rib. This dark bruise where he's starting to blossom up one side of his chest and face. You can see the bruise through my fur. Like, yeah, that's how bad it is. His fur is bruised. That's yeah. how bad it is. Um, yeah. Uh, do I... Because like, I was going to cross... I was just going to use my heavy crossbow. Did you want to ask about the armour? Um, okay, how 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 banged up is the armor looking? Yeah, there's a the helmet's missing. Grun has just torn that off. Um, right. A few of the plates have been pretty badly damaged by the combined attacks of Theodore tearing through them and Jonal setting fire to them. Um, it looks like Teethler did some pretty serious damage to it as well. It's not looking great. Look, I, I so oh no, Teethler missed. I, no, sorry, it doesn't look like Teethler did anything. <laughs> Everyone, there buddy. is an arrow in the wall behind there's it. an arrow <laughs> right where the helmet would have been if it had not been removed <laughs> yeah so I, I normally use like the crossbow for now but these guys look fucked up so I'm going to I don't have the crossbow out so I'm going to basically equip two daggers one in each yep. hand um, and then I'm going to basically just move can I move past through I can move past like Tifla you can just step over it yeah. So I'd come into here. Um, no, does this give us? Do we do the flanking stuff? So flanking gives you a plus two to AC. Yeah. Um, so basically, like a, I should say, not plus two AC, a plus two to attack on either side. Okay. So rather than advantage, I run the the variant um, flanking rules for creatures and for you guys, because otherwise advantage is nuts, man. Yeah. 
That's fine. Um, okay, so same like, for cover and half cover. So half cover gives you plus uh, two to AC. Full cover yeah. gives you um, you you can't be hit with full cover. And if you've got quarter cover, it's plus one to AC. Uh, is there three quarters cover? Nah, not really. I don't really use that because it's that's okay. that's very confusing. And also, like, what's the difference mechanically? Like, how, um, how like quarter cover on top of a half? Yeah, cover. exactly. But like, how do how do you like what, what justifies that difference, right? Like, oh, full cover for the body, and then there's like a half my face. Yeah, out. I can see through a gap. Yeah, no, so I, I don't run that because it does make that's sense cool. to me. Um, well, look, Stream we need lines. another body. Ironically, yep. I think I have the highest armor class, even though I'm just wearing studded leather. So Quite possibly. I'm jump in. You've got I'm good decks though. Body. Yeah. I'm going to throw another body into the into the mix. I'm going to do two do two dagger attacks. So first one will be like just a regular attack. Twelve to hit, they'll miss. I take it. Uh, Twelve misses as you strike down with the dagger off the armor. Makes this awful noise. Oh, I'm just going to remember the two weapon fighting. How's that work again? Uh, you make an attack without your proficiency bonus for the next one. So it's just your uh, offhand attack using just your dexterity. Okay. I so... believe. Um, you don't... Okay, when you take the attack action, attack mm -hmm. with the light melee weapon, like, you don't add your ability modifier to the damage of the bonus attack. Yep. However, that modifier is... Unless that modifier is negative. So damage, but to actually hit is fine. Oh, it's still... So the hits... Yeah, 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 sorry. I didn't, I didn't phrase damage. that very well. It's just not the damage. So the, yeah. I'm going to do my normal... Just my normal dagger attack. Yep. So... Uh, so 10. So 12. <laughs> Again. So the 12 would go to a 14 as well, because of the plus 2, but I think they yeah. both miss. No, they do both miss. So yeah, 14 for the first, 12 for the second. As the second dagger strikes in, you try to get a gap between the plates, but uh, it just moves at the last second, and your dagger <laughs> off the side of the armor, just not being able That's to fine. strike through. Um, I'll stay where I am. Alrighty. Uh, Tithla. Chat have gone, wow, single animated armor is really beating their asses. Yeah, these guys are level one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> everything's kicking their ass. Um, Tithla. Level one. Level so, one. Tithla's not happy, so she's going to get ready, draw a bow, take a shot, and then run up at it. Try and make some noise and distract it. So. Ooh, okay. So you're not going not gonna to make an attack? Oh, you are going to make an so attack. Do the, then do then the attack just first. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, 18. That is enough to hit as the arrow okay. straight through inside. Yep, absolutely. Four damage. Not bad, not bad. I will mark that off. Uh, and then she's going to run up and say, Oi, oi, leave him alone. You don't know everything. And it's like waving, <laughs> waving her finger up at it. Can you make me a check, please? Could it please be something charisma-based? I will allow performance. Um, I would allow intimidation. I would allow um, <laughs> persuasion, trying to sort of get its attention. Could mm -hmm. I also add a bonus maybe to this? Because now there's like, I've done a lot of attacks from that same area where Tithler is. No, attention further. you may not, because you did not use your turn to assist with the, the dancing around. However, I will take that into consideration. I'll make it an easier DC. Uh, uh, eight, <laughs> yeah, Tithla. As you go for that intimidation, as, as she's Tithla, trying to be intimidating, and she's just not. Yeah, Tithla, Tithla runs up. Oi! It's not very intimidating. It's distracting, but not very intimidating. Um, anything else in your turn, Tithla? Not just trying to be the center of attention. Okay. Well, you, I mean, you succeed for these guys, but not this. This thing doesn't seem to give a shit. Um, alrighty. Next up in the initiative, we have Grinner. Grinner, this thing's this thing's pissing you off. I'd say it's punched you. It's not showing I'm, you the respect. I'm pretty cranky about it. This isn't 
this isn't nice fighting. This is dirty fighting. At this this is dirty fighting. Um, how does your flanking rule work? Because that's not normal. D&D it's rules, so it? just what I described before. So if you are flanked, so for example, you have flanking on this with Luther, um, you get a plus two to your attack. Plus two. Okay, cool. Yeah, because it's just um, better than the advantage. So I'm gonna just kind of heft the helmet and then grab it by the front of the visor and just smack it down nice. onto so, his shoulders. So you can use the simple improvised weapon and you'll it'll be bludgeoning damage instead of slashing damage. I think I've got it set up for slashing damage, but it'll be bludgeoning damage as you just trying to beat this thing with its own helmet. 16. Oh, it's so close. Doesn't that get a plus two? Plus two, to- 18. Yes, it does. 18 yeah. is enough. Roll me some Dimaggio's. Six. Nice. Grinner, as you smash down, boom, it rings out like a bell, reverberating in your hand as you pull your hand back, like feeling the shake from it. Um, You potentially get some pluses for your rage. Uh, I don't know about pluses for... Yeah, extra uh, damage for uh, rage. Yeah, I think you uh, can get like a plus two to damage. Or no, yeah, not attacks. I get, I get for saving throws, a strength based saving throw checks, um, but not attacks. Uh, barbarians do get a damage bonus. There be, they're definitely a damage bonus. You do with strength weapons. Pretty sure you do. That's why I want to learn from. Oh, plus, plus two, two melee damage, damage with strength yeah. weapons. This is a strength weapon. Yeah. Um, so that is plus two additional damage. So that's a total of eight damage. I will mark I don't that know off. Why I didn't add that in. I, I anyway. think D and D Beyond doesn't always do it, but I I will try to remember. And if you try to remember. We'll yeah, be, we'll be with our powers combined. You, um, boom, <laughs> you smash this thing with its own helmet. The helmet crumples in your hand, almost around your hand like a metal gauntlet. You can still remove your hand for the moment, but like it's yeah, it's you've currently got like a, almost like a gauntlet made out of a helmet on your hand. Honestly, that's that's not bad. I'll take that. <laughs> that's a good improvised weapon. Yeah. Um, and uh, then using my uh, tavern ball of free, uh, feet, I can grapple um, as my bonus action. Um, so I'm going to grapple it. Nice. Um, so what you need to do for me is roll me an athletics check. Athletics. And is that made, is that strength-based athletics? Strength-based is always, yeah, it always is is always strength-based. So I get that with advantage because I'm raging? Yes, you do. Cool. Um, I don't mean to be a stickler, but he's also... Exhausted. Oh, that rolled three times. Oh, so that would be a disadvantage. So we'll just take the first one. That's a good point. Cool. No, no, so that is 17. A good 17. Yeah, no, 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 no. I, I no, reward such, I reward such uh, ass licking and um, <laughs> for, for sucking up to the DM and, and helping and helping with rules. I award you one thumbs up. Uh, as you, <laughs> he thought for a second he was getting first thumbs up of the campaign, everybody. First thumbs up of the campaign. I don't give them out like uh, inspiration. The thumbs up are very rare. That's even more special. Um, as as grin as you start smashing this thing, you just rage and grab onto it, trying to grapple it. You are able to hold it still for the moment. Its movement speed is now zero. Great. Uh, that is your full turn, I imagine. Unless you're going to try and drag it somewhere. Well, uh, yeah. So, would dragging it uh, half your movement action? Okay. No, so you can drag it. It's just it uses your movement. Try and like pull it with you. So it's half your movement. Uh, okay. You can now move while you're dragging this thing. Because uh, I want to move it down to um, the space in between me and Theodore. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty. You just you just rotate it around. Journal's not there. Journal's at the bottom of the staircase. So journal, yeah. you don't have to panic. But yeah, you pull it away from Luther uh, and Tithler. Do they get a tax of opportunity? No. 
because oh, it's, it's a not force movement. yeah it's a force movement oh okay uh okay that's that's all i'm doing then. theodore you're up next Wait, my no, man. We, we jumped in so you guys wouldn't get hit <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah, and Grin is just like, oh, I've got this. <laughs> <laughs> now he's not flanked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, oh, my, blind my hand's getting big. Yeah. Another, yeah, absolutely. You Boom. focus. 20. Ooh, this could it's be good. good. This you could are be good. Consistently. Seven. Theodore, how would you like to do this? Nice. <laughs> Claws all up in a, in a line, just, just straight through where the heart would be on a not animated thing. Nice, as as your as your massive bear claw just pushes through the cern- the center of this thing's chest, the breastplate rips around the space where Jonor had weakened it with that firebolt fails, and the breastplate cracks in half, and the armor just begins leaking this black smoke rapidly. It pushes up into the air, almost just vaporizing, and the armor begins falling apart piece by piece, leaving you with this section of crushed breastplate still attached around your wrist as that then cracks and then falls to the floor. Um, The armor falls apart and into pieces, and you are out of initiative. Very. Um, As it it starts to fall apart, I'd like to just push it over the balcony. Down, <laughs> on the, the, down the middle of the stairwell. So uh, Jonor's right no, underneath. Jonor on the middle, like <laughs> diagonally into the middle of the. As as you push oh, it, Jonor, you're like you hear this rattling, and as you look up, sections of armor just being <laughs> raining down from the ceiling above you. you like, crouch underneath one of your spell books, trying to protect your head as this armor just <laughs> crashes onto yeah. the floor. The very sound of this, oh. <laughs> a very manly, very manly cry. Um, the sound of this smashing crashing hollow armor echoes throughout the entire manor house you hear just echoing back and forth throughout the entire space great i think i'm going to pick up her arrows yeah absolutely um i'll i'll take us back uh takes back to the webcams but yeah you are now out of initiative I think everyone will fall silent for a sec as like we hear the clank, 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 clank. In that moment of silence afterwards, do we hear anything? Ooh, can you make me a perception check, please? Crit. 25. Natural 20, 25. Oof. You hear a voice coming from the room to the south in relation to where you guys are. So here? Yep, through the door and right next to Grinner. Hello? Um, I Is somebody there? Immediately to slap my hand on my chest and cure some wounds. <laughs> nice. Yep. Roll, roll for some healths. I probably would move forward a little bit and I'd gesture for Grinner to come. I'd sort of grab him and bring him backwards with me because he, he wouldn't have heard it, but... Um, <clears throat> do, you, do you actually try to grab me? Super intense. While I'm raging? Yeah. Well, the rage wears um, off after six seconds, so it's oh, you're probably coming true? out of the okay. rage. Right. Yeah, so you have to every turn you have to take damage, or you lose. The I thought rage. it was a minute. Okay. No, oh, all good. but while you take, so, oh, yeah. you have to take all deal damage, and then yeah. if right, you right, don't right. do that, then it goes. Okay. It disappears. Um, but so Grinny, you're like you, <sighs> coming out. We of probably would have waited like I reckon we almost would have waited like anywhere from oh, like 20, 30 seconds. It would have been like, like ten after. seconds of ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Yeah, easily. But I would grab you as you're coming out of the rage, so you might turn around and be a bit like hostile still. I'll wake up to myself, though. I've been in enough combat situations where 
there's been friendlies around, so I'll, I'll, yeah. Um, <clears throat> sorry there, uh, friend, I didn't mean to grab you in the midst of, um, whatever that you do, but I just heard, and I sort of gesture for everyone now to listen, um, I just heard a voice in that room say, hello, um, anybody there, or something along those lines. Sound like a woman's voice, but now that we're in this dark, creepy uh, mansion where everything is now one of its sideways, that is definitely a red flag. Should we tell them we are not here? I don't know if that's going to... We could try that. Um, no, we uh, are not here. It is not us. Not in. Are but... you here? Hello? Hello, I can hear you out there. No, you can't. <laughs> Do you know Fenric? Did you say Fenric? Yeah, he's... Yeah. yeah. He's talking about one of the um, twin... Yeah, no, I, I'm just wondering how this Fenric person... Fenric Spark. wondering how this person would respond. No, no, I, I don't... I don't know Fenric, but, um... I'm, I'm looking for... I'm looking for Michael. Uh, <laughs> what? Who's um, Michael? My baby. Ah, bloody Does this door open inwards or outwards? Uh, this door opens away from you. So from your perspective, outwards, but inwards into the next room. Is, now confirmed, Michael is the son. Is your baby a 16-year-old goblin girl? N- no, he's... No, my a... name's Tesla, not Michael. <laughs> he's a, he's a six-month-old uh, healthy baby boy. He was with his father, Gustav. I... And then it's all silent for a second. Hello? I thought I heard voices. No, no, no. Who's got oh. a rope? We're locking this fucking uh, door. Wait, no, we should definitely... Look, I think this is there's a mystery afoot here, and even though there's heaps of shit going on, I think we need to uh, investigate it. Yeah, this is spooky as all get out. That is definitely a dead lady on the other side of that fucking what? door. I'm, You're probably I'm really... right. What? Wait, what? What? Why is it a dead lady? Oh, it's definitely probably a dead lady, but she may also have our missing adventurers. Or at very least, just the emblems we need to take back. Look, I can't punch a fucking ghost, right? Yes, you can. Have you tried? Yeah, have you ever tried to punch a ghost? You danced with one. Yeah. You you tried to pick up with the ghost? It makes sense. You know what? (laughs) This one probably has more teeth. Wait, sweetheart, how many teeth you got? You got a, a, a tattoo on your arm? Uh, I have I have no tattoos, sir. I have all my teeth. Yeah, well, it's not the same lady. Bit upper is class it? for look, you then, isn't look, it? Think, yeah, no, she's. Yeah, I think we need to. Uh, I think we need to talk to this. So, um, Luther's going to push past Grinner and creak open the door and use yeah. a mirror to. Oh, she's standing right there. Yeah, as you, as you <laughs> open the door, you see you see a woman with um. It looks quite dark in the picture, but it's light brown hair braided back, wearing a maid's apron over a light blue sky dress. Um, partly transparent, hovering about two feet off the floor. Mm. Hello. Oh, sirs, I'm sorry, you, you mustn't come in. It's a bit of a mess. And you watch as she floats over, just out of sight, around the side, and you can hear the sound of sweeping. Lufa, close that fucking door, right? Close that fucking door right now. I go into the room very (laughs) tenderly. Yeah. Um, As you step into the room, you can see that 
dust and cobwebs shroud what was probably once a very elegantly appointed bedroom. Um, there are two doors on the uh, on the western side of this room as well that seem to head out into other areas. Uh, and then at the far side in the south, there's a double door with panes of stained glass that opens up onto a balcony that you can see. The bedroom contains a very large bed, but covered in dust, covered in cobwebs, two end tables, one of which has actually rotted and collapsed, and a wardrobe that has just splintered in on itself. Uh, Mounted on the wall next to the wardrobe is a full-length mirror with an ornate carving around the outside made to look like ivy. Um, You can see a floating woman. (laughs) She is currently... Holding a broom, a real broom, and sweeping, trying to sweep some of the dust away and just moving it from one pile to another. Does she look different in the mirror? She, so you can't see her in the mirror from the angle you're at, but if you you move forward a little bit and look, she's not in the mirror. You can't see her in the mirror. Can I see the broom? Yeah, the broom is just hovering in place, sweeping itself. Okay, cool. Um, oh, no, sorry. I said you could, you, you you shouldn't come in, sirs. This is no place for gentlemen to see. I I, I haven't finished cleaning this room. Uh, look, it's uh, not many women that call me a gentleman, so I'll take that. But um, uh, and I oh, saw sh- just the Theodore. Your voices Theodore, are a little loud. Oh, you sorry, wake, sorry. you wake, baby Michael. Shh. Well, keep it down, uh, Theodore. Where I is he? For Theodore to come in. Just, okay, apparently, addressing everyone to come in. <laughs> um, Teethel just, just pushes just through the other room. Oh, shouts from the other room. It, it echoes in. Shh, oh. <laughs> please, 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 young mistress. He's just asleep in the nursery, but I, I would not want you to Where's wake him. Where's the nursery? Just through those doors there. And she points at the door behind you, Theodore. Wait, didn't she uh, just say she couldn't door. find a baby? Exactly. Maybe she sometimes knows and sometimes doesn't. As you, as you say that, you watch as she sort of pauses in the broom for a second. Her eyes sort of go blank. And then she sort of shakes herself and looks and goes... Oh, hello, sirs. How can I help you? You shouldn't be in here. I haven't finished cleaning. She begins sweeping Please. the floor again. Uh, my name is Gustav. Uh, oh, no. And I, <laughs> I am the legal owner of this house as per this deed. Um, yeah, and he brings the deed out. Nice. She, she looks over at you, sort of squints a bit and laughs. <laughs> oh, so funny. You can't be Gustav. Gustav's just in his room. He was uh, supposed to no. check on baby Michael, but he hasn't come. I hope this he's okay. Is, this is me coming to to inspect the baby Michael. I'm I'm the Gustav. <laughs> oh, surely you just you are a very handsome young satyr, but you you are not Gustav. It's so I funny. A, I was messing with those giant artifacts, and I was transformed into a satyr. <laughs> Make me a deception check. <laughs> Come on, That's Jesus. Hilarious. Yes, this is it. This is why we play D&D. <laughs> 13. She sort of pauses for a second. No, no, you, you can't be. You were so fucking close. <laughs> <laughs> Do I have right, inspiration anywhere? No. Just wait 10 seconds to, like, <laughs> and then you can do it again. <laughs> you watch as she pauses again. Head drops for a second. She shakes herself, begins sweeping. Ignoring all of you now. Well, I open the door to the nursery. As you open the door, she looks up. Stop! Stop! Please! Don't wake baby Michael. Um, Look, see, I'm the owner of this house. You are... You're fired? (laughs) Oh. Um... Okay. no longer required as a maid? 
Okay. <laughs> You're free, free to leave the house at any point you like. You watch as a dark expression comes across her face, Theodore. Her hair, which is sort of braided, begins to slightly untangle itself and move as if in the wind. Her skin, which is this pale, translucent flesh colour, begins to turn almost a very light purple. And you watch as her eyes, dark rings begin etching oh. themselves under her eyes. Look, yeah? you know this is good stuff. This I've is not good stuff. You know that this is obviously not good stuff. You've already ascertained that. Just, uh, let's all just calm down. Sort of like Gustav would never fire me. Gustav loves me. I gave him baby Michael. Elizabeth sent you, didn't she? I know she did. She didn't, but I feel like if there was a younger model of you, perhaps Gustav would move on in roughly five to ten years. Okay. Um, Evidence would suggest that perhaps... I reckon, I reckon that'd do it. Um, <laughs> you watch as her eyes go wide and then suddenly turn pale and milky white. Tears begin pouring out of her eyes and carve fissures across her face, cracking through the facade, burning through the skin. You watch as she slowly begins to morph and twist, arms elongating, claws growing out of her hands as she transforms this dark purple like figure emerging out of the darkness you know not of what you speak you will be silent I will make you silent Uh, what do you guys what do you guys do I'm not throwing you into initiative just yet I just want to know what you guys do I'm still, I'm not in the room. Grin is still outside the door, not wanting to go in. Yeah, it's probably wise. I'm trying yeah, to... You and me both. I'm trying to just defuse the situation. <laughs> Grin, closes the door. <laughs> I thought about it. <laughs> Madam, please be quiet or you'll wake baby Michael. <laughs> make me, make me a persuasion check. Make me a persuasion check. Because that might... 23. She sort of freezes and pauses. Uh? (laughs) Mustn't wake the baby. And then you watch as she slowly begins to curl up in the fetal position and then expands back out again. And it's the nursemaid again. She shakes herself, looks around and goes, Oh, sirs. You can't be in here. I haven't finished cleaning yet. Yeah, she I bends down and begins. I thought you said baby Michael would be dead just like this lady is. <laughs> is that what you say, Tiffler? I, I don't know why you're saying you're waiting. Brilliant. Wait. Thank you for that, Tiffler. Um, <laughs> I, 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 part of me is like, I assume you're kidding. I'm going to be a really nice DM. Do you say this? I, I don't understand why. Beautiful, brilliant. Thank you very much. Um, just wanted to double check. You watch as again, the form just tears itself into the spectre, which screams, flies through the wall at the person who just said baby Michael's dead. You watch as it emerges, hovering over the staircase and grabs at you, Tifa. Don't say such things as she shakes you. Um, This might hurt. Fuck, I love your character so much. Um, <laughs> well, enjoy it, because you won't be around for very long. <laughs> Tiefler, does a 17 hit you? 
Oh, just, yep. Uh, I need you to make me a constitution saving throw as you take nine points of necrotic damage. 18's good. Uh, your maximum hit points are not reduced by that amount. Um, Sorry, was that nine? Nine nine damage as she grabs you and as she shakes you, the life begins draining out of you. You feel your essence being pulled into this thing and you watch as your soul, part of your life essence, is pulled out into this creature as it begins shaking you. Don't say such things as she just shakes you. Um, I'm going to throw everyone to initiative. Um, actually, no. We are we are very much over time. I think we might end there, and we'll oh, start good. next session. <laughs> we'll start next session oh, with that. Um, but Where is she? chat, oh, chat. Where? She's just moved through the wall and is now on the other side of Tifla. Okay. Uh, that is a good point. Sanity check. Yes, I think for Tifla, having a ghost that she hasn't seen because Tifla hasn't seen this creature at this point she suddenly emerge through the wall and drain the life out of her probably would be a sanity check. Uh, Tifla. I'd love a sanity check, please. Oh, it uh, pops up with selectability. What ability? Just do ignore I that. Need? Just click cancel. It should just roll anyway. Um, nine. Tifa, that's Is not that enough. Plus four, right? That's right. Yep. Because it should be plus your. Um, let me have a quick. It should be plus your intelligence or wisdom plus your constitution. Wisdom. It should be. What is it? Con so, and wisdom. Uh, your choice of con plus wisdom or con plus intelligence. Okay, your modifier. Cool. So your con four, is cool. plus two. Yep, plus two, plus two, so four. Um, Tithel, that's not enough. And that is actually a fail of uh, a little bit more than what you needed for this. Uh, I am going to have you... That is a fail by... Oh, it's a fail by exactly five. So no, um, you don't reduce your sanity score by one because it's not a terrible, terrible fail. Um, but you are terrified of this thing. As it like reaches and grabs you, you start the next round with fear against this thing as I throw you into an issue, but we'll, we'll do that next session. Let me throw yeah, on no, a little I'll icon. I'll go to that. That so checks we, out. Okay, that makes sense. Let's. What do you reckon? I reckon the bleeding eye is the best symbol for fear as you literally just cry <laughs> as you see this thing. Um Awesome. Alrighty. I think that is a good place to wrap up for tonight. We will come back in next session and see how that goes. Um, genuinely wasn't expecting you guys to be fighting, uh, fighting Margaret, the, uh, the nursemaid. No. Here we go. This is going to be great. <laughs> We're almost um, Thank you so much, everybody, for coming and joining us for our Curses Drag campaign and for joining us for episode two. Uh, previous sessions are up on YouTube and on the podcast, also on Twitch for a couple of days as well before Twitch just wipes them out. Um, thank you so much. Stay safe. Stay well. We will see you all again next week for more Curses Drag. But don't forget, Tyranny of Dragons is on Wednesday. We are in the final few episodes of the campaign as the party prepare to face off against possibly Tiamat. So... Very much looking forward to that. Um, thank you, everybody, for coming and joining me. Thank you so much. I hope you guys have had fun or at least had the shit scared out of you. Um, I'll, I'll accept works. either. Um, and I will, yeah, I'll catch you guys next time. Until then, stay safe, stay well. See you later. Farewell. Goodbye, guys. Thank you.